ready to eat some fucking tacos, bro? You ready to eat some fucking tacos, bro? No soft tortillas in this house, baby. Oh, we do, though. Every once in a while, we got to make a quesadilla. You got to have soft tortillas. You got to have the hard stuff. But you got to have tacos. Because it is Taco Tuesday, Robin. Or Tata Tuesday. Or Tony Luke Tuesday. He's going to join us in a moment. He's in the studio in the wine cellar with us today, man. How about Tony, Tony, Tony Tuesday? Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Tony Luke Tony, and I. Tony, Tony has done it again. Thank you. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Tony Luke's going to have some unbelievable news. But first, it's a mea culpa time. Because as you know, if you follow the show with regularity and avoid excessive use, Mr. Thursday night, Mr. Monday night's been absolutely brilliant. Absolutely free. I give away this stuff for free. So I'm not charging people $39.95 for football picks. But last night may have been my darkest hour in all the years I've been doing this, Robin. I mean, the Chicago Bears, people were scolding me. How can you take the Washington Redskins? First of all, you know I'm not taking the Redskins because I want them to win. They're in the division with the Eagles. So this wasn't a homer pick. I don't hate the Bears. I don't like the Redskins. I made a horrific pick. Yes, you did. And, and I think that those climate activists who are blocking the streets of Washington should have just blocked the locker rooms to not allow the Washington Redskins even into the building to play that game last night. <laughs> so I'm here to do a mea culpa. And I... people are mad at me. And here's the first reaction I got when I woke up this morning. Oh, How yeah. Not that one. That's, that's somebody else. How dare you? I, listen, I made the pick that I thought was right. What do you want me to do here? You're a real crumb bum. I'm, all I'm doing is trying to make the picks every week. You think I thought, I even said before the show, until Mitchell Trubisky can show me that he can actually score the football, I'm not betting any money on him or the Chicago Bears. I acknowledge that the Chicago Bears had a real great defense, and they did. You are a lush, I can tell by looking at no, you. No, I only had one drink when I made this pick last night over in New Jersey. So it's none of that stuff. And I know some guys are mad. I got a couple of people here in South Philly yelling at me when I was coming home last night. Bafangu, eh? And then his wife came out screaming. Exactly. And then this young lady calls me again and says, You are failing us. I know. And then she even got even more pissed off and said, We will never forgive you. You got to forgive me. I got another game on Thursday night, for God's sake. Jesus, I give 110% all the time on the show. 50% may be acceptable to you. No, it's not acceptable to me. And finally, I've been doing this a long time. So you got to trust me. Every once in a while, we all make mistakes. Thursday night, I will give you a winner. We'll be back on track. And you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. I tell it like it is. That's all I know how to do, Robin. And well, that's what we did. She's right about you're not mature enough. <laughs> <laughs> she's absolutely right about that. Even Greta could figure that out. And finally... I say to all my friends out there and all the people who went with Mr. Monday Night and lost, hopefully you didn't bet the house, the kids, the alimony, the rent, the car payment. Hopefully you're not in trouble. 
But the bottom line is this, as the great Aaron Rodgers once said. Five letters here. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. relax. Okay. Just relax. Are you relaxed today, Robin? I'm very relaxed. Tony Luke, are you relaxed, bro? I'm super relaxed. We're chilling down here, man. Yes. It's going to be a fun day. We gotta, you got to get the negative stuff out of the way. That's how you start every day. Wipe away all the negativity and get down to the business. You know what I'm saying? we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Plus, I'm not going to get into climate change. I'm not a not climate scientist. But I do have, for all you people arguing about this every 10 seconds, and what do you do to fix the planet? The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl Did they champions. win already? They didn't even beat the, the Green Bay Packers yet. Now, those sounds you're hearing, Tony, that's our Twitch stream. The folks who are watching and listening to us live on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live, they have their own walk-up sounds. You know how, like, baseball players have walk-up music? Oh, yeah. You know, football players, <clears throat> entertainers. Walk-up stuff. So we're now, our, our listeners can have, and they're just sounds. So it's not even a song. They could be songs. They could be sayings. That was Merrill Reese saying the Eagles have won the Super Bowl. So when you hear those sounds, we don't know when they're coming. One gentleman, T-Jax, uh, T New York, says, I'm not relaxed. I'm a Redskin fan. I'm not drinking any White Claw on this show. Have you had White Claw, Tony? I know you don't do alcoholic stuff. No, but- I don't drink. I know about it, though. Everyone knows about White Claw. It's like a malt liquor, right? It's basically seltzer water where they put alcohol in. They're putting alcohol in everything. But First it falls it was apple the cider. malt liquor, right? Yeah, it's basically that. It's, it's just like the ciders that became hard cider, mm-hmm. then hard lemonades. And now they said, hey, there's seltzer water just sitting there doing nothing but bubbling. <laughs> hey, we got to do something to seltzer water. By Nobody finds seltzer water anymore. They just go into a bar and said, give me a, you know, a, 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 a soda and water. And that's what it is. I either put club soda or seltzer in it, right? Yeah. Like if you get a, a cocktail. You get a vodka and club soda. Exactly. For those of you, by the way, who do not know who is in studio with us. Everybody knows Tony Everybody Luke. should and probably does. But for those of you who don't, this is the fabulous Tony Luke. Tony. Give him a roaring please, round Please, Robin, please, go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Chef extraordinaire, restaurateur. Actor, I mean, the guy does singer, ev- everything. Now comedian. I mean, the list keeps going on. That just means I'm not good at any <laughs> one thing. You know, as I've said it many times before, Tony, I know a lot about everything. No, I know a little bit about everything, but a lot about nothing. <laughs> that's how, that's my motto. So you try to dabble, you do a lot of different exactly. things. And you're good at a lot of them, but you're not great at any one thing. You're not great at any one thing. Now, obviously... Me. You and Cheesesteak, synonymous, and roast pork, and here in Philly, everybody knows the Tony Luke's name. But then you go, do they know Tony Luke, the actor, in all the movies you've been in? Do they know the singer? <clears throat> do they know the activist, the man who's this out there trying to help? This is a crock of shit. No, it's not a crock of shit. This is all, all <laughs> real. That's a walk-up sound. <laughs> I love it. It's random. See, it just comes it. in right when you're talking, and then it's like somebody saying, and, and you know, that was, that, that was uh, what's his name? Was someone movie. in my family? I'm no, sorry. no, that was, what's his face? That was uh, Pacino. Oh, that's right. I think so, it was from... Uh, uh, Devil's Advocate? No, no. no. Um, 
Oh, the movie with the uh, the kid. Yeah, yeah. Scent yeah. of a woman. Scent, Scent of, of a woman. woman. That is such a crock. The thing that's just so funny is that they are random. It's just whenever somebody logs in and they that's their walk-up sound. It happens automatically. <laughs> and the fact that nine times out of ten the sound bites are so perfect. I know. Time. It's uh. like the audience knows when to come right in, and then they stick. And then it sounds like we were playing. I'm playing sounds like I did when I played all those cuts. Did you like the open there with all the uh, I love the reaction. That. The best one was the uh, the Bafangulo, though. You gotta love uh, that. Bafangulo. <laughs> I heard that my whole life. Uh, who hasn't? Especially if you're Italian. Well, you know we have we have the Bafangulo song. Yes, we do. There is a Bafangulo song. Oh, oh yeah, my great. God, you would love this. No, Tony. you yes. will want. It's an to old song. Record it's, this song. It, I'm telling you, it sounds great. It sounds like you remember the uh, the Rat Pack era, Don't you not have the, a the, bit of it? the Brat Pack era. Remember the Brat Pack? Oh yeah. <laughs> That whole era where the songs all sounded, they were really well produced, St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, yeah. The Vafanculo song, big in Italy. What's the guy's name, Robin? Gosh, I'd like to help you, Peter, but uh, I've got to go out in the hall and chew on the back of my ass for about five minutes. <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. I'll play like a little taste right here. We play this every once in a while. Listen to the great, how well produced this song is. The guy's name is Marco Mancini. He's from Italy. He's been around a long time. And then he recorded this song a couple of years ago. This is the kind you crank up in the car and you sit back. When you just don't give a shit. Exactly. And, and listen to this now. Listen. Listen could be our theme song. Se mi guardo nello specchio con il tempo che è passato Sono solo un po' più ricco, più cattivo e più invecchiato È la mara confessione di un cantante di successo Forse è l'ultima occasione che ho di essere me stesso That is a big production. Oh, you should see the video. Everybody. When we get to the hook, you're going to really love the hook, Doug. Words are behind you. Words in English and it's better in Italian. All right, here we go now. Vaffanculo Ma la musica è cattiva È una fossa di serpenti E per uno che ci arriva How good does this song sound? It's fantastic We're not going to play the whole thing no. I'm going to make a copy So you can put it in the car You got eight track this, you got I cassette. need this song You have eight track cassette uh, Mini DV What do you have in Vinyl. your car? Vinyl Vinyl <laughs> I have a giant record player in my car But it's got those shocks on it So it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> now the best thing part is that it keeps building up and building up until oh, you're yeah, yelling. Tremendous. The ending is I, I cry at the end of that song. That's how good it is, man. <laughs> of course I can never play you that around help, my, I can never play that help. around my mom or any of my no, relatives. They understand it. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's just a powerful song. And a lot of days, you know, at the end of the day you work hard, you're doing all the stuff, there's no time to do everything, get everything done. You want to put that on in the yeah. afternoon. You know, happy hour, say, you sit back. You know, world, kiss my ass. Exactly right. But in the meantime, we're working too hard for that. We stay positive every day. Tony, a very positive guy. Yeah. And now you're doing stand-up, right? I am. I know you've been doing stand-up, because I saw you open with John Dorenboss, you and John Dorenboss, and, and, and obviously the love master, 
Craig. That Craig guy, Craig Schumacher. Craig uh, Schumacher. 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 He Schumacher. hates when you call him Schumacher. It's Shoemaker. You make shoes. You don't mock them. That's what he exactly. says all the time. See, now that Buff Angulo song, that's well, something you can go into a studio and do again, but do it in English. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll go over well. <laughs> Tony, you're so positive. I heard your latest single. Yes. You want to tell us something? But see, the thing about that song, it sounds better in Italian. Yeah. Because yeah. the words, if you if you translate it, which we have the literal translation, it, it doesn't be, it doesn't it make any sense. Something, yeah. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be like f u f u f u? Yeah, we have We can say we have enough songs like that already on the radio every day. We don't need another one. No, Drake is in the studio remixing it right now. Says our buddy SF Falcon thirty nine. Oh man. So anyway, good stuff. A lot of football to cover. We have a Troy Aikman update today. We have a Phillies playing out the string update. We'll keep an eye on that. As soon as the Phillies are eliminated, which could come this afternoon, it's, it's inevitable. The season's going to end on Sunday on the 30th, but it could end today officially for the Phillies. They lose today one of the two games in Washington. Their season, they're officially out of the playoff hunt. Oh, yeah. Well, not many people are going to be saying that, except the people who don't have to go watch them play Miami this weekend for no apparent reason. <laughs> Just enjoy the weekend, relax, yeah. have some fun. It's still warm out there. It it's is supposed nice to be out. fall. You like it you too hot? It. I liked it when it was cooler last week. No, I like it hot. I'm like in a depression as soon as fall comes in. Not fall, winter. When it gets cold, and yeah, that's when I oh, When the sun yeah. stops shining yeah. as much. Tony exactly. has that sad syndrome, so we have like one of those special lights. I have a light in the office upstairs. Oh, i got to keep it on when it gets dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. Oh, that is the worst. It really and is. there's no way to escape it. Like You can't go to another part of the United States that may be warmer. It's still dark. It, it you got to go to Australia. Exactly right. We may have to do a road trip. Tony, oh, I'm, that. <laughs> I'm about ready to call, speaking of Craig, Craig Schumacher. Schumacher. Oh, he's really going to be pissed. <laughs> um, I'm about ready to call him um, because of the project that yes. these lot of two gentlemen here. are working on. And I, we love comedy. And Tony Luke is now doing stand-up. I, we, I saw you open for Craig. A couple of times up there in Phoenixville. Remember that? I think. Yeah. Wasn't that your first one? No, it was in. No, uh, Helium was my very first one. We were there for your. Were your uh, and then Helium the Borgata. Then Borgata in New Jersey, Atlantic City. Yeah, and then I had taken a hiatus because of some personal tragedies. And then Craig really, about four months ago, he talked me to get back into it because he said it would be healing for me. And he was right. And I do it. And I literally do it. To help me heal, and it, it, it really does work. Now, a lot of people obviously may not know who are listening, are people all over the country. You lost your son into one of the biggest scourges that's affecting the entire country, especially this country. I'm sure it's around the world. But the opioid crisis and drug abuse, and uh, and you lost your son, uh, what, is it almost two years now, right? March 27th, 2017. So we're almost three years away. Almost three years. Yeah. And obviously it's something you never forget. It's something you, it hits you every day. And I, I, I've, seen, I've been there with you. I've seen the work you're doing now to, to get people to understand and to try to help people. Yeah, I just issue. want them to understand that there is a huge difference between someone with a drug problem and someone that suffers from addiction. Addiction is definitely linked 
to trauma and mental health. Those that suffer from addiction are not getting high. They're self-medicating. And until we learn to address the mental health issue, that's why people relapse and overdose. And we have to get the rest of the country to understand that this is a trauma and mental health issue. It is not a choice. These people are not partying. They're numbing themselves because they cannot handle the mental aspect of this disease. Absolutely. And you, and you know that very well. And a lot of people who listen, a lot of our listeners, everybody has somebody in their family oh, in yeah. some way, shape, or form who's been affected by this. And some people get help and they look like everything's good. And then all of a sudden, one more time could be the last time. Yeah, because they're, never, they're, they're cleaning the body or the physical addiction to the drug, but they never, never, never touch the trauma or the mental health issue. So it's all willpower at that point, and willpower doesn't last forever, and that's why people relapse. Exactly. So you've been out there doing that in addition to, obviously, the other things in your life that are mattering, the food stuff and everything else that you're involved with, the comedy. But one last thing, because you did a thing last year. We came over to that, the boxing event down there at the 2300 Arena, the old ECW Arena. That was a great event. A lot of people came out. A lot of people spoke. Tommy Dreamer, the former wrestler, was there. So many people, so many powerful messages with all the kids there trying to tell everybody, hey, this is what we have to do to get this problem solved. Right. So we did the boxing match because every time I speak um, um, about addiction, I'm speaking to the same people over and over again. And I don't need to speak to them because they get it. I need people that don't get it, that believe it's a choice. So we did the boxing match, kind of like luring people in to watch a boxing match who had no idea what they were really going to do is learn about recovery. And that's what I'm doing now with the music. So you're doing the music and you're doing and you have your, <clears throat> what's the, it's, what is it called again now? Now it's called the Sound Mind Network, which is about music. And it's just a media-based foundation where we're going to put on concerts, we have, you know, the Bacon Brothers involved and Joan Osborne and Sophie B. Hawkins and, you know, Wyclef, you know, and Lauren Hill. And all of these groups uh, putting together an album and then we're going to do a concert next year to bring everyone together. So people are going to come out to listen to their favorite artists, but they're going to learn about addiction and about the trauma and mental health associated with that. It's a great idea because yeah. you have the Live Aid, you have Farm Aid, you have all these concerts uh-huh. with a purpose and this is one I think that's a great uh, idea. And I'm working with Joe Niccolo, who's got nine Grammys under his belt, and Joe DiGiacomo, uh, who is, is the guy that's kind of running everything financially and getting it together. And the, the response has been just amazing. It Beautiful. is. It's so frustrating for somebody who understands. For me, it's not a, I I never had a drug addiction problem myself, but I've certainly known people. I think everybody has. And then my father um, had, for his entire career, was a drug and alcohol rehab counselor. So I have had sort of this insider loop as to what to look for and what signs there are and, and what the problems are. And I look at how our country is dealing with it, and they're doing everything wrong. Well, they're not dealing with it. They're looking at it as a choice. Yeah. When you tell someone that comes out of a, a, a rehab, make better choices, yeah. <laughs> it's not about a choice. These people yeah. are de- You wouldn't tell someone who was bipolar 
or schizophrenic. Hey, you did 28 days in the hospital. Now go out and don't be bipolar anymore. Right. Don't be manic depressive. It would, you would laugh at them, but that's what we're doing with people with real mental health yep. issues. And then we're putting them out on the street. We're yeah. not, you know, there, there, there is no option for them to, um, to get help oftentimes. Yeah, it's so. horrible. But, but that's what Tony's doing in his life to deal with his life every single day, the important things. And then, of course, there's the things that the peripheral, which is part of the whole package. It's all part of the, the comedy. Package. It all works together. The, the, you're doing a, you, you filmed a couple of episodes of the Comedy Kitchen series oh, that's going to be on be TV. Hilarious. Out yeah. in L.A. Really, you got some pretty big we names We have on Craig there. on the line right now. Is he there? Is that Craig Schumacher? <laughs> I know. I used to know him. I used to know him. Uh, uh, listen, bro, no. Bro, oh, no. From <laughs> now on, it's bro. Call me Schumacher. No, to, I, no Tony did that, know, so I had to do it. I had to do it. You make shoes, you don't mock shoes. Unless they're Crocs. Crocs you can mock all day long. You know what the holes are for? So your self-esteem can slip out. Exactly right. <laughs> I know you got. I know Brono's got some. He's got a whole set of Crocs. No, I only have Crocs flip-flops because they have a nice thick sole in them so you can walk instead of like the dollar store 99 cent oh, yeah. ones which do nothing for you the only crocs i own are the ones that are the like shower shoes but they have arch support and they're thick and i could walk around in those all day although I'm, i don't have them on and tony doesn't even have them on no i knew i've known you so long i knew you in a time where we would make fun of someone talking about arch support and now you're in <laughs> I knew you now, when I, I knew you when when comics could actually say anything they wanted uh. without being run off the stage or, or into obscurity. That's how long I ago. know. Remember those days? I, if that, if the, what was happening now is happening then, I would be an accountant or, or something. <laughs> I would not be a comedian. You'd be I, a shoemaker. I, I, we don't even have any shoemakers anymore. Can you find a good shoemaker? Seriously, I'm going to be able to say someday I survived the oversensitive wars. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Sounds like a good and T-shirt training, idea. Training, yeah. I'm, poor Tony's just getting into comedy. I'm training him, and he and he's there. I can't say that. I say yes, you can. Come on, be brave, be bold. <laughs> Take a chance, Tony. Take a chance. Go ahead, push the envelope now. Push the yeah, envelope, you know, and then wait to see I, outside how many people are out there with protest signs once the show is over. That isn't that the way you do no, it. No, I'll now? just get beat up. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what I do? You know what I do? Brono, yes. I, 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 throw, I throw Tony Luke to the wolves. I say, here, try these jokes, and I see if they work. And if he doesn't get any protests or clones, then I use the jokes. It's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Craig. The great Craig Schumacher, the Love Master. Follow him at the Love Master. He is still the love. Now, can you do the Love Master stuff? And you always do it at the end of the shows, and we've seen you a million times, whether it's L.A., here at Philly, Phoenixville, you name it, Atlantic City. Can you still do the Love Master in the Me Too movement? Well, yeah, because I talk about how the Love Master was formed. I was a geek growing up. I was uh, all the girls would use the F word with me, you know, friend. And uh, so, you know, how girls pee together, they used to take me with them. They said, come on, you can come with us. That's what a geek that was. And listen, I know you for a million years, Tony Brono. And the reason you're in radio is you were a geek, too. We're trying to get even with all the girls that dissed us. Damn right. Oh, the, the love master is just nothing but a guy that channels through me that all, what women would always talk about, bad guys. That's who ended up with the women. So I give them the baddest guy of all, baby. Ladies, you'll be yeah. begging like PBS on a pledge. 
right. Exactly. <laughs> your, knees, your knees will be knocking like a Jehovah's Witness. He's <laughs> nuts. You know, no matter how many times I've seen Craig do that at the end of the show, I still, I still, I have to laugh. It's still hilarious. It's still funny. Every, especially when you have younger audiences, people who are there and don't know, and then yeah. he automatically goes into the love master at the end. Yeah. And people stop and say, "What the hell happened to this yeah. guy?" Yeah, yeah. That, they, they all, they, people that don't know me, you know, the ones who know me, they're expecting and they love it. Like, the, the good news on it is, you know, Springsteen, he can't rewrite the lyrics to "Born to Run." He, he can't do "Hey, but baby, I'm born to try." Right, you know, what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> has to stick with the lyrics. I can change the lyrics every day for the love match. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you know what I got below my belt? I call that the truth, and baby, sometimes the truth hurts. Oh, oh. 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 yeah, oh. yeah, hey, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Craig. Before we get into the comedy stuff with Tony. You're out there in L.A. You're an obviously a Philly guy through and through. Eagles are oh, yeah. one and two. What's the mood out there on the left coast about your team, your town, your Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, man, bad, bad mood. But uh, listen, a lot of us, if the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, it's a whole other mood. We go back to the old Philly mode that we've all had, you know, through the 70s and 80s. This is... You know that mood of, it's over, it's over. He's got to move into the county where he's from. You know, so something like that would happen normally. But now that they've won, they can't say Peterson doesn't know what he's doing, although they'll try. No, they still do. They don't know what he's doing. You know, I thought the same thing, Craig, when they won. I figured it'd be a couple of years. It it, it was a... The next year after, what sound is that? That is a walk-up sound from somebody. Well, what is that sound? Rebel Man 9311 is That was a, a TV wa- theme song. See- what the heck? Oh, it's like an echo. I'm not hearing anything. That's like a 70s theme. It's like a TV cop show yeah. type of sound effect. People have, on our Twitch channels, Craig, we have people that watch, they subscribe, and they listen to the show. They can have walk-up oh. sounds. So when they just enter the chat room to talk... They can play anything they want. And so we don't know when it's coming. A lot of times it actually is perfectly timed, like some really profane statement or something. It comes in out of nowhere. So that's oh, what we okay. do now. It's like having walk- oh, I mean, right, a, you have a walk-up song. When you walk out onto the stage, don't you have a walk-up song that you play? Yeah, Bad Company. Feel like making love because I'm the love. Man. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm calling you. I'm talking to you on the bone, bone, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. But anyway, back so, to the uh, Eagles. Yeah. They're already down on Carson Wentz. Some people who don't watch the games or understand the game, they're already down on Doug Peterson's play calling. You know, oh, yeah. it, it, there's no there's no long honeymoons and here. You know, and you know what their out is on them winning the Super Bowl? Frank Reich was the one running the offense. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it was Nick. I always love when they have someone with a good vowel sound for the Philly for the Philly accent to come through. It was always great when they had Eric Lindros blows. It's because <laughs> I suck my car. So that's, it's I, You're that guy. 
You're that guy in the 700 level that now people are ripping because we're now a more subdued tailgate. We can't have people doing stupid stuff in our tailgates here in Philly because then it makes the national news and we're animals again. There's actually a video. I just saw it on Branded Sports. They just posted a video of how this this city has changed. i got to play this, though. Apparently, there were two Eagle fans at the Detroit Lions game this weekend, and instead Uh of throwing down... They were having like a rational discussion in the upper levels. I got to find oh this and play God. this because I can't believe this is happening in our city. Did you find it, Robin? It's on I'll branded it sports. And it's- yeah, but Tony, Tony Bruno. Yes. The opposite happened. We had a great quote on Twitter. I'm sure you saw the video of the guy that rescued yes rescued kids from a burning building, and they threw them to him. And he goes, I caught the kids, unlike Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, no, that was yeah. great. That was the number one trending video. It's Hakeem Laws Hakeem is his Laws name. Hakeem Laws is named. And, and, we, and here's what I did on the show yesterday. We played that multiple times because the guy is incredible. Here in Philadelphia, you've seen the video, right? The guy standing out there. Right? You obviously watched the game. You went outside. There's a fire in his neighborhood. There, there's a friend of his puts up his ladder, taking babies, throwing them down. And he said, we caught the babies, unlike Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> He just says, right. unlike Aguilar, and then gives a weird look to the camera. So yesterday I said, you know how you make this better? You know, the Eagles, obviously, nobody wants to hate on Nelson Aguilar. The guy had a nice touchdown, too. So the guy that Nelson Aguilar saw this, obviously he couldn't miss it, and he, he tried to get a hold of the guy to bring him to an Eagles game with his family to make peace. Oh, and that's, that's, that's the way you do that's it in the world. Act. Yeah, of, of, it's a of class act. Yeah. Yeah. Aguilar, Aguilar is a class act. He's a, he's a good one. He, he's, he's a really good guy and and listen we all we all make mistakes you know dallas goddard uh, i'm sure he wishes he uh, caught that ball or uh, sega white side you have to say i think yes Thega. i had a thing i had a Thega genesis is that the same thing <laughs> a Thega genesis Come on, yeah. that's a joke. Craig, it's a... Remember Sega Genesis? Yeah. He's I a, said a yeah. Thega He's Genesis. a little slow. He's oh, on the West Coast. What's the matter with you? We're on a golf course bad. today? Well, I'm, I'm giving you comedy gold. I'm giving you comedy gold. No, see, the, the, yeah. he, he's but, like... You know Craig is like the, the, the what I am to beer. I'm a beer snob. Craig is a comedy snob. If it's not funny, he's no, not going to No, I'm not laugh. a comedy snob. I, if it's, it's, it's not a snob. It's, it's just, you know, some... It was, it was lost in translation. You know what I should do with Tony Bruno? You should join Tony Luke, and I mentor you and be a stand-up. And the two of you can open. See, I could be fun. I, I've said this a million times. I could never do stand-up because I couldn't remember the routines. Well, let's not start oh, smoking yes. each other's dicks quite yet. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm the exact opposite. I'm a guy that's a spontaneous guy. I could, you know, not everything I come up with spontaneously no, 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 no. is Tony, funny. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes. Listen, you have some structure. You should see Tony Luke. It's as if he's backstage ready for a Shakespearean play. He's back there. <laughs> to be or not to be. Italian or not. I, he, he, he rehearses all the time. I, I hope he's next to a bush. I'll hear something coming out of a bush. I think it's Moses with the burning. It's, no, it's Tony rehearsing his act. And he uses his hands when he rehearses. It is absolutely... I should just do video of Tony rehearsing before he goes on stage. He paces like a box. And, he, and I'm telling you, but he gets every line down, and you can do it too. I remember. Well, I, I remember. I was there the first time he stood on the stage at Helium oh, yeah. to do his oh, very yeah. first stand-up. We were Robin and I were there in support. He did a great and job. He did, you know, he, oh, he did a great job. But you didn't see the night before. He was at Franco Luigi's <laughs> for the audience. 
He gets up on stage with a rolled up napkin with a knife and fork inside. That was his microphone. And six of us literally bleeding, laughing. My eyes were bleeding, laughing. Not because he was funny, because how bad he was going to bomb. And we didn't want to tell him. He's up there with the arms flailing. I said, ma! We're losing it. Looking at each other going, he's going to eat it. And no one else has ever ate it before, but he did come through. He killed it, and he still keeps killing it. I can't yeah, you and it. you were guys were in Atlantic City not that long ago. Yeah. Not at the yeah. showboat, right? Were you at the showboat? No, oh, at Hard God. Rock. Hard Rock, I'm now sorry. I was at Hard Rock, and he took my notes. He didn't do as well on like, the second night. I, said, I gave him some notes, and he took the notes. He's like a great actor. He takes the direction, and he goes out and does it. Now, you... You know, you're a rebel, Tony Bruno. I don't know if you could learn to stand up. <laughs> He's a rebel, and he'll never be, be any good. He's a He's rebel, like, and he never I listen to nobody. That's why I got my own show. I have a no, podcast. I don't. I take I, guidance I from every. I learn from the. I learn from everybody. I learn. I listen to great comics. I mean, George Carlin was a friend of mine. He would call my show when I was on in L.A. He called me in the morning, said he liked the way I think. I mean, when you get that kind of a compliment from yeah. one of the greatest of all time, yeah. do, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but, I mean, it was amazing, man. Then you should do stand-up. <laughs> you couldn't do stand-up. By the way, what George Carlin was doing 20 years ago, you could oh, you never do, do right now. That's the problem. In fact, on today's show, I am going to play a 15-year-old stand-up bit from George Carlin where he nails it. I mean, nails it. May, at oh, least yeah. 15 years ago, and it is funny, and it is on point, and it is brilliant comedy using the real-world <laughs> yes. scenarios it that he did. It is still applicable today. It's more applicable than ever right now. You're, here, you're hearing it here first. There is a new wave that's going to happen. I just posted it on Facebook, my protesting of all the oversensitive people. There's going to be a new wave of people who are in support of comedy. We're going to have a laughter lobby in Washington. That's the thing, there's no money behind it. We're the first ones, you know, the jesters are the first ones to be beheaded by the king. But, when, but because you can't call out the king, and that's what we do. We tell the truth, and people don't want to hear the truth, but they're gonna, there's going to be a wave. I'm telling you, it started with, you know, with the Bill Burr special and mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle special. There's going to be a wave of reverse. You know, these, these people are going down. These humorless, sensitive assholes are going to go down. And, 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 and I'm telling you, they're not powerful enough. They're whiners, and we're going to take them down with humor. Because humor always wins at the end of the day. When are we right? going to march? I'm ready to march on City Hall. I'm ready march, to march on Washington. March. There's a march every day. I think everybody on this Friday should take the day off and march all over the country for comedy. You know what? They have, they have a Me Too movement. We're going to have a Fuck You Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> and our theme song is going to be Vafangula. Vafangula, eh? Hey, Vafangula, yeah. everybody. What's the matter with you bastards? Laugh. We're going to have a Me Too Think You an Asshole movement. Uh, <laughs> hey. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this is, this is going to be the start of it. Hey, can we... Uh, can we get to what me and Tony are talking Why, about? Why, you got to go play golf or together? something? What, do you want to hurry? Yeah, he golfs every day. Jesus. <laughs> I'm well, busting my ass over here every day, and I think of you on the golf course out in L.A. Yeah, Tim. Now, I have a trailer. I have an exclusive for you right now of what I actually am doing right now. We have breaking. Is this breaking news? This is 
breaking news of which I can even put on. <laughs> what was that? Was that was that from 1974 when Larry King came to Action News? What no, was that? that was uh, that was uh, <laughs> what was that show with that from? Uh, it was one of those. Uh, oh yeah, Night, Night. Inside Edition. No, it was one one Inside Edition. Inside That's edition. right. That's when Bill O'Reilly. Uh, we'll do it live. Fuck. Oh, I love that. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So listen, here it is. I started a new business. We're actually going to have a Twitch channel as well. We're bringing laughter to the gaming world. Because, you know, we have laughter heals, and we're bringing it to these, a lot of the gamers are depressed, have anxiety, they're bullied. We're bringing laughter to the gaming world with a team of all funny women. It's called the Flogs, the Funny Women of Gaming. And two of them are in my office right now. They're, they're Asian twins from the South. I knew I should have right. done the Skype video call. Wow. <laughs> I told you that. I told you that. Here, What's the group call again? Right Flog? Funny lady. Flogs. F-W-O-G. I'm walking into our gaming room right now. Funny women of what? Uh, of gaming. gaming. They're actually they're, they're, they're part of the WOW, you know, the women of wrestling. Yes. Owned by Jeannie Buck. They are the Dixie Darlings. We saw them wrestle the other day. And now, are you guys part of our gaming team? Being announced live on the Tony Bruno show. Why didn't you do this as a Skype call? I want to see this. Why didn't you do a Skype call instead of calling on a stupid cell phone? Call. I got rejected because it was me. You didn't know I'd have the 50 darlings with me. It we pay all this money every now. month for and Skype. The viewership would go through the roof like ours is with the gaming business. Now, that's a current affair. That's the sounder. Thank you for one of our listeners out there. SF Falcon uh, uh, play action is real. A current affair. Remember the show, A Current Affair? I do. That, oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was one of those inside editions, A Current Affair, all those shows. Yes. This is a big podcast. We're on live. We are on live? Do you want to talk to the twins? Can you call them back so we can Do put them on our Skype? Talk to the I, twins. I, I have to prepare for that, Tony. Do. Are you serious right now? I'm dead serious. Just sitting right there, standing right here in my office. Tony, 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 tell them about my production studio. Oh, it's amazing. You got to see this place. Is it nicer I mean, than it the is. wine cellar here? I mean, we got it, a nice little setup down here, Craig. Look, Why didn't you, you come? You were, supposed to do your, you were supposed to do your serious XM show in this wine cellar, and then you're like, oh, never mind. I got someplace else. No, that was not. No, 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 no. I no, did no. not get someplace else. The, the boss has rejected it. Yes. The they rejected me? Steve Cohen no, rejected reject- Tony they, Bruno at Sirius XM Radio? They rejected it. They told me to take a night off. That's yes. What they said. they yeah, rejected yeah, it right. because we did not have a Comrex system in place to link up and do a test uh-huh. prior to Craig's. Uh, it wasn't in time for them. They wanted to be able to do a test yeah. like on Thursday for a Sunday show. And I was like, ah, can't. No, I, I know. I'm just busting his chest. And, and by the way, everybody look at their cuticle right now. You know, a little, little part between yeah. your fingernail and your uh-huh. finger. Look in there, and that is the space for anybody that gives a shit what you're talking about. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody who's listening is going, please tell me more about a Comrex, Comrex system. Craig couldn't do a show from a few. I think they're going, let me, let me see the damn gamers. All right, we'll so uh, save, just, save, they, the comedy, save the comedy. Save the comedy, women of gambling. Ten minutes ago, they joined our team. When we can't have too much. There's information overload. We got to focus today. When, when focus you po- on comedy kitchen. Let's focus right. on comedy kitchen and Tony Luke's yes. upcoming continuation of his stand-up tour. He's he's got That's he's right. got appearances this week here tomorrow in the night. Tomorrow night is which is tomorrow. Wednesday night. Oh, okay. oh, Wednesday look, night. Yeah. You know, you're doing it without me. 
I, you know, it breaks fast. my heart to do it without you, Craig. <laughs> that's, that's how fast. He's touring with me all of a sudden. Now he's like, starring Tony Luke. Come see him. Now, I have, a, I have a trailer, Craig. Of I have a brand spanking new trailer that uh, your PR agency sent me for the Comedy Kitchen. Oh, we have a Comedy That's Kitchen right. trailer. This yes. is now not to. This is not the same thing as the Tony Lou Comedy Tour. This is another project that you uh, do out in L.A. and you record episodes of the Comedy Kitchen. This is in the kitchen. This is Craig's oh, Tony baby. Bruno, Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Yes. We don't do it in L.A. Can you can you let us talk here? Go ahead. <laughs> I asked Tony Luke. I said, what it are you was, doing? It was in Napa Valley. Oh, Russia. I'm sorry. Napa Valley. Oh, excuse me. went to Napa. To excuse me. DavisEstates.com. It's unbelievable, this winery. My friend owns it. It's 150 acres in Napa. But by the way, you know how most people would love to go to a winery and have the beautiful peace, <laughs> serenity that comes with a winery yes. in Napa Valley, one of the most beautiful places in the... So I sent Tony Luke in a day early. I said, where do you go? You can have a private, you have a private house in this vineyard, and you're surrounded by nothing but stars and mountains. He calls me up. He goes, get me out of here. <laughs> he says, a dog just went by. I said, that's a coyote. A coyote. He says, I got all the, all the utensils in my room because if someone comes in to stab me, they won't have utensils to use. This is him in the. I said it, it, it's Shangri-La. It's Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I literally had my bags packed, ready to go. There's no curtains. Who has a home with no curtains? People in Napa who don't have neighbors that can look inside. What are you talking about? There's 200, 200 acres of a vineyard. I get out of breath dry, walking up a flight of steps. If someone comes in, I'm going to run through a vineyard like children of the court? Yes. <laughs> you are such a city boy. Oh, my gosh. You're such a city boy. Robin, Robin, I'm talking on the phone because I'm arriving the next day. I go, isn't it beautiful, Tony? He goes, no, it's not. He's a, I'm checking out hotels, and there's none around. He's a, and there's no diners. <laughs> There's no diners in Napa Valley. How do you exist not, it's not without a diner? It's not Jersey. But Jer there's no diners. And then he says to me, oh, it's, I said, it's nighttime. I can't see anything. It's pitch black. Yep. There's no light. You can't see anything. He goes, well, that's because no one's there. How do you know no one's there? You don't. That happened to me. I was staying at the Mondavi estate years ago oh, when yeah. I went up there. And the winemaker said, hey, you know, nobody's in the house. It's a spare house. Why don't you stay there for the night? I go into this house, and again, just like this thing you're talking about in Napa Valley, dark everywhere. I'm, in, I'm the only person in this gigantic house with nothing but vineyards all the way around. And I'm sitting there, and I'm yeah. looking outside, too. Same thing, no curtains. I'm like, what happens if somebody runs up to the window? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's you and the serial killer. This Where is, are you going to go? This is why you should not watch horror movies. No, this is why you should never go into a big, beautiful house in Napa Valley by yourself. For you, a weekend. You know, what it, you know what it is, Robin? <laughs> hear, wrong with you, both you guys. No, it isn't. Listen to me, Craig. Hear, hear me out. What? You know when you watch a horror movie and you go, why is that idiot not running out of the house? <laughs> That's why we run out of the house. <laughs> oh, my. Craig, can you and I, like, the, we're going to go to like someplace like that and we will... You and I will plan something ahead of time to really freak them out. 
No, no, we will appreciate nature. We under the stars and oh, everything else. Man. And these two, these two uh, goombas from <laughs> South Philly yes. are are going to be freaking out because they are raised to. to sit in a corner so you have to see everybody walking in because they shoot you. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. I wasn't scared. I was just, it was weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, if it there was, was weird. If I had a female companion with me, there would have been oh. no tension whatsoever. Hey, I was so scared I didn't even have with a male companion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He I, believe me, anybody, he, he would have taken me cuddling with him. Wow. And, and, and oh, yeah. And the size of him and the size of me, we would have looked like a semicolon. Do we have the trailer for this kitchen? Yes, we do. It's the Comedy Kitchen TV, and it premieres this Saturday. No, this Sunday. Sunday, September 30th. No, it's Sunday. No, it's Sunday the 30th, right? You know why? Because 30 days days have September. When does it debut? I need the actual day and time. It says 30th. That's Sunday. Yeah, that's Sunday. There's no Eagles game. They're playing Thursday night. So you got, remember, this is how I know Sunday, September 30th is the last day as a kid. 30 days have September, September April, April, June, and, and November. November. Yeah. All the we rest all have 31 except February, which has 28 except in leap years. You follow right. me with that? That's so rhymes. With the- that didn't go with very well with the poem. They no. kind of ended it. No, but that's but, what we were know, taught in school. That's how you learn the calendar. Yeah, I, I understand that you're exactly right. But I, I, anyway, so it debuts on JLTV. A lot of cable carries. There are 55 million homes. But the amount of people that watch, I think, uh, w- w- wouldn't even total the number of people I saw in line at Starbucks this morning. But still, we're hoping that now that we're on the Tony Bruno show. Exactly. That people are going to find JLTV. And, and that, by the way, that's not JLTV. No. Like, it's not from prison. <laughs> okay. Is it kosher, though? Does this JLTV kosher? That's what I want to know. No. but it, Well, it's supposed to be. But actually, a lot of evangelicals watch the show. Okay. You've got to get them out for the elections. You've got to get those people out to watch yeah, these shows. So, so, yeah, Tony and I are in this show. I created it years ago. We, we did the pilot, and then... And now Tony's back on board with doing comedy again and laughter healing. So we're bringing it to this this show. This is the open. Are you going to play it? This is the yes. open of the show. Because uh, I haven't seen this yet. I wanna... Nine Inch Nails did the music, by the way. Nine Inch Nails really... did the music? Yeah. Is it, it I Want to F You Like an Animal? Did you use that theme? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. It's a very nice theme that he created, you know. They, so anyway, so let's play it. Let me hear you. Uh, it's only going to be audio, right? Yes, you'll be able to play the... We're, we're playing gonna... the video on our Twitch channel, but you only are. obviously, yeah, we have the video on our Twitch TV, Bruno right. Nation Live channel, so the people who are listening will not obviously see it, but they will hear it. Let's go to the tape. All right, here we go. Okay. Two old Philly friends. Yeah, my buddy here, stand-up comic Craig Shoemaker, likes to bet on everything. Oh, you're damn right. I'll bet on a seahorse. But I also love to cook. And my brother from another mother, famous restaurateur Tony Luke Jr., he could cook a shoe and make it taste good. Shoe for shoemaker. You see how I did that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but you could also use help with your jokes. So that's the bet. I say I can teach a comet to cook. And I say I could teach a chef to do stand-up. So it's celebrity chefs versus comet. But the chef is on the stage. And the comet is in the kitchen. That's right. This is Comedy Kitchen. Really? What is wrong with you? Thing two. That's our promo. And you got no, big it's time. our opening, Tony. It's the opening of the show every week. Oh, right, but it's our okay. teaser, but it's the teaser for now. Okay, I like I now. like when you expand it though. When you go deeper into the show, I hear this is what's playing in the background. 
Can you hear that? Huh? My favorite Nine Inch Nail song. That's it? It sounds like a mistake. No, it's good. Uh, I'll move it up a little bit for you. Tony, Tony, Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Yeah. He's losing his shit. Yeah. Trust got, me, he's I've going got, crazy. I've got, I've got beautiful Asian twins in shorts waiting in the other room now. And, and I'm going to have to listen to you play a song that I'm hearing over my phone. Okay, let, let's get to it here. Wait, Bob and Valley Ford checks in and says, that's the only nine inches Bruno knows. Oh! Oh! oh. Oh, the love master. <laughs> oh, so that's the comedy kitchen. And give it a tell everybody who you have. I mean, you have you got some big I names in the comedy it. kitchen. Some women don't like it that wide, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell them who's on comedy <laughs> kitchen. Oh, comedy kitchen. So yeah, we take the famous comedians. Tony teaches them a recipe for the judges, and we have. Um, hang on, I don't want the believe. Uh, hang on, guys. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'm going to dump this. This, this idiot interview here in a minute here. No. <laughs> well, tell those people that were doing another idiot interview with you that you're on this show right now. He's, he's going to have you on his show, you know. Uh, okay. So, so, so we have famous comedians like Bill Bellamy, Heather McDonald um, from Chelsea Lately. We've got uh, John Henson, you know, him could talk soup and a wipeout. And um, so they go against chefs like, you know, from the Neelys. We have Gina Neely, and I teach them comedy. I have to tell you that I won't spoil it, but the chefs really did deliver on the comedy. We've yeah. got Grimaldi's, the guy from Grimaldi's. We've mm-hmm. got Keith Breedlove. Bobby Slayton, so, man. Bobby Slayton comes in, and this will tell you about, and they, we have the, the comedians actually judge the dishes as well before they go. This is Bobby's judgment of me. Shoemaker, Shoemaker, you know I hate you. You know I fucking hate you, and even worse than that, I hate your fucking kids. But if but this recipe is so good that, that uh, if you invited me over, I, I, I would come over and deal with your fucking idiot kids. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he literally said that. Yeah, that's yeah. so sweet. That was, what? That's very. High that's so that Bobby. Was so that was Bobby the pitbull of comedy. That was his sweet way of telling me that I nailed, I nailed my recipe with Tony being my coach. Which, you by are. the way, that's funny in itself. But this me and Craig... Guy trying to teach me fine dining. But me and Craig did go head-to-head in the first episode. Beautiful. Yes, we did. I can't I don't wait want to, to tell see you it. Won. Yeah. So we, yeah, we have a contest, and he goes on stage at the Davis Estate. Beautiful place. 150 acres. Oh, Where is this now, the Davis Estate? What's their email? What's their... Uh, what's the uh, location? Davisestate.com. He goes on a ride in an AP that it's worth the price of looking at this damn show. Uh, it is so funny. Him in an ATV in the in the wilderness. Oh, my God. Where, it's, where they have signs for bears. You hear, bears, I don't want to see bears. And I'm going, well, I'm driving to the bears. They let me drive. It's, well, here they do that on Broad God. Street every Sunday afternoon. There's yeah. about 500 of them. They drive down Broad Street with their ATVs, and then they pop wheelies, and they have motorcycles, and there's nothing you can do to yeah. stop them. Oh, that's right. We should have bears. Maybe we should release bears onto Broad Street for when that happens here. No, I'll tell you what you should never do is allow Craig to ride one of those carts because the man is an absolute... I must have almost died 12 times. (laughs) Now, hold on. I have photographs of the Davis estate up on the computer right now. Yeah, I want to go there. Holy... Can you hook me up? It is gorgeous. Me and Craig stayed in that house. Me and Craig. It's It's the number one winery in Napa. I need to go there and now. Absolutely it, it is, beautiful. Uh, my, 
my friend is a jillionaire. He owns that's it. Really oh, sad. man. Are you kidding me right Tony, Tony and I stayed there, and it was great because he actually, uh, for, uh, for uh, Tony, he had an elevator that Tony was, that he lived in this elevator, kept going up and down. <laughs> I need to go there elevator. now. I need to go there now. Doesn't have, oh, that's right. It doesn't have curtains, though. You right? know what it is? Craig, Craig, <laughs> he doesn't, Craig said something that, that really hit home. The winery literally becomes a character in the series. Yeah, yeah. It's like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. It's pretty cool. Beautiful. But um, hold it. I'm having a hard time holding on. It's the darlings. Are you leaving now? All right. I'm out of here. All right, He's got to go. He's got two Asian women <laughs> waiting there. He's got goodbye, Craig. Get out. The look get up the Dixie Darlings on superheroes, but they're part of the LH gaming. But listen, Comedy Kitchen, everybody watch it. By the way, CraigShoemaker.com. Send me a note and get on my email list, the old school email list, and uh, I'm official Craig Shoemaker on Instagram. I want to get verified for God's sake. Damn it, you're still not verified? Like, no, let's do a maybe, campaign to get Craig verified. If, if they hear that I was on the Tony Bruno show, that's an I know Jack. Robin and I marched on Twitter, and I got verified that way. We marched on Market Street in San Francisco and got it done. Wow. That's how you got to march. It's all about marching. Well, and it was I about me. I think I'll have a march now to be verified. A guy that's won Emmys and Comedian of the Year. I got a fucking, I got a fucking march for this shit. No, you need, to have, have you need to have Miss Robin being tenacious Representing and not giving us. Do that, Miss Robin. I'm going to hide. Oh, there's the Dixie Darlings. I have the Dixie Darlings up on the screen. I'm going back to the Darlings. Well, have a a nice time there, Craig. All right, darling. darling. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Craig Shoemaker. That the love master. My mentor. Hang up on that son of a bitch. Had enough of him. I am pissed off. I am pissed off. I still can't believe he wanted to leave this amazing show to hang with these two women. Yeah. Now look, they're beautiful. I get it, but they're no Tony Bruno and Robin. No, I'd, I'd let Come him. Come on. I'd let him punch me a couple times. I'd let him get a couple shots in. I do. Uh, I do like a little wrestling action with them. Get in the ring. Do a little Andy Kaufman. Yeah, thing. do Andy Kaufman. Have the trunks pulled all the way up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And do that. You know how many people have no idea who Andy Kaufman is? <laughs> oh yes, is they about? do. If Just they don't, that. then they're not really funny and they don't matter. You know what I'm Andy saying? Andy Kaufman. <laughs> who is that? All right, now let's talk about your your upcoming comedy tomorrow night. Where's the appearance here in it the Philadelphia? Is at, it's at Patty Wax at 150 oh. South Street. I hey, know that know place. That we is. know the owners. Door opens at six. Show starts at seven. I'm opening for Anthony Rodia. Anthony who? Rodia. Rodia? Anthony Rodia. Is he Italian? He is Italian. He's got a massive. He does this character Uncle Vinny, and he does his mom on YouTube, and he's really hilarious. We're going to have a great time. Because a lot of people have been saying, we want to come and see you perform, Tony, but you're always out of the city. Right. So now's the chance. Tickets are on sale. It's uh, a Soul Joe production. In fact, I have a number for you. What's the number? If you'd like to get tickets, it's um, Mm -hmm. 908-414-7097 or go to... Uh, sjpcomedy.com you can get tickets uh, in advance there they will have dic- tickets at the door but it doesn't and you're going to be upstairs right in the paddy wax we're going to be upstairs the paddy wax oh yep. man I love that room up there wait wait so tomorrow's Wednesday we could go Tony oh you gotta go we Wednesday could actually night? go tomorrow night you know where Wednesday is around it's here right it's one of our few what nights what up? it's the only night we don't do a road show it seems then you've got to come. can you get me in well here's the deal I'm going to go on the limb right now saying 
I, because Tony and Robin are VIP, I'm comping these two tickets for tomorrow. No, show. ladies and gentlemen. And I know the owners over there. We know everybody over there. Love Patty Wax. Yeah, I think you'll have, you'll have a really good time. I do about a like a 10 to a 12-minute set, and I, I kind of, uh, you know, just talk about me growing up as a kid and, you know, always battling my weight. So these are things that um, I enjoy talking about. I don't get, you know, I don't get really controversial. But basically, it's me. And I usually never get heckled because, to be honest, a heckler's got to look at my act and go, you know, what can I say about this kid? He hasn't said about himself already. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you know, oh. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I have the website do- up on the screen right now, okay. sjpcomedy.com, um, and there you see Tony Luke Jr. presents Anthony Rodia. Or Rodia. How do you pronounce it's either it? Rodia or Rodia. R-O-D-I-A, if people want to go and on And check the- him out on YouTube. He is literally hilarious. Literally hilarious. Literally. literally. So that's uh, tomorrow night. Now you got another one coming up. What's the other uh, event coming up? Next appearance. I know this is tomorrow night. Don't you say you have something else coming up? Uh, we do. I have. I'm doing a gig with. Uh, I'm doing a speaking engagement on the twelfth, uh, the second of October, about about addiction and about business. Then the fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth, they're having like this first business, almost like South by South West here in Philadelphia. And I'm talking about being innovative because the new Tony Luke product that we have now. The Tony Luke at home is absolutely I'm still waiting for my incredible. damn. I'm still waiting for my round, round dog. My the round dog's dogs. coming I soon. Know. Damn it, Tony! You keep I'm saying working, round dogs. I'm working on it. So I want to prove that hot dogs are a sandwich. I keep saying they hot are, dogs a, are sandwich a sandwich now. So we have the round dog coming out, but this Tony Luke's at home. If you go to TonyLukes.com, when I tell you we figured out a way where this sandwich literally bakes in your oven. It bakes. Oh, man. Now you're making me hungry now. Spectacular. Now you're killing me with this. You've definitely got to try it. And then I'm with Craig in November in Chicago. And then uh, December 14th, I am in Phoenixville at the Colonial. Oh, I love the Colonial. Now, people, there was several people earlier that were asking about if they wanted to make a donation to the cause that you were working on for the, the drug addiction and oh, awareness. Oh, the Sound Mind Network? Yeah, so where could they go to okay, find that? Okay, we are literally just... Like, what is this literally? I know, everything's it? literally. We're literally... Uh, we're about to uh, finish up the 5013C, uh-huh. so we can't accept any money right now, but I'll okay. tell you what they can do. You know, I started the hashtag brown and white, which were the two primary colors of heroin. Right. So I ask everyone, please, if you have someone suffering or if you lost a loved one, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. They're beautiful people that lost a very tough battle. Go on Instagram. Go on Twitter. Go on Facebook. Use the hashtag brown and white, A-N-D white, and post a picture. Let people know who they were that these are human beings, that they're not statistics. And if you want to know what's going on, please, please follow me at Instagram at Tony Luke Jr. Uh, on Twitter is at Tony Luke Jr. and Tony Luke Jr. on Facebook. And we have all the updates of what we're doing and the concert and the music. and It's, every, it's, it's everything, everything you want. Yeah. Food, music, compassion, comedy. What else do you need in your we life? Need, we need, we really need more empathy. We just, you know, we're losing it. And if, if I, if, let me just say this. If you, you're hearing me speak and you truly believe that addiction is a choice, then all I would ask you is please learn more about it. 
Because when you do, you'll understand that that's not a true statement. And that as lost as these people are, they're human beings. They're someone's child, someone's dad, someone's mom, aunt, uncle, brother, uh, sister. Um, and let's not lose sight of that. Absolutely. You know, I found out uh, a good friend of ours <clears throat> um, was having some problems and uh, was suicidal. Brought him to a um, 24-hour check-in uh, hospital. Um, to have, be evaluated, and he was in the room with mostly addicts that were in there uh, waiting to be evaluated, and the one drug that almost all addicts had in common that they said was their gateway drug was one that I would never have guessed in a million works, it, Xanax. Well, Xanax is big. It is, but, but see, it's, for, it's anxiety, so you don't think that that's going to get you addicted well, no, again, to other stuff. Right, but see, this is the problem. We use the word addicted as something that we're addicted to. You wouldn't tell someone suffering from schizophrenia that the medication they were taking is addictive because they have to take it the rest of their lives. Right. See, that's the point. It's not... Look, people don't want to hear this, and I'm sorry, but you could take 100 people and put them in a room and feed them uh, Oxycontin every single day for 30 days. And at the end of those 30 days, everyone will be physically addicted to that drug, but only maybe two or three will actually suffer addiction because they found out that that drug is numbing the pain, and now that becomes the drug in order for them to self-medicate from the mental problem or the trauma that they're having. See, and the other issue problem is, is we just have a thing in this country that instead of getting to the root of an issue, so right now what they want to do is just completely right. eliminate Oxycontin. So all those that are, all, all people who are elderly or suffering from cancer who seriously need this drug, they can't get it now. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's, you know, it, it's misuse. Is it an addictive drug? Yes. But the problem is an addictive drug doesn't make someone suffer from addiction. Mental health and trauma does. Right. They're self-medicating, not getting high. Now, that's an absolutely great, great distinction there. Because that's what people think. They think everybody just wants to get high. And they don't. They, yeah. want, they want to relieve pain. They want to relieve pain. That's exactly. exactly what they're doing. And then when they take the Oxycontin to relieve the pain, and then somebody gives them something stronger, which is not Oxycontin or not a, a drug that you would go to a drugstore and get when you're getting street stuff and you're getting heroin and you're getting now with the, uh, with the stuff that fentanyl. China said. Fentanyl. Fentanyl, my God. Fentanyl lace and everything. And, and we'll be seeing all these fentanyl busts. There's like a, just a couple of specks of that stuff. Can oh, kill people. Uh, the head of a pin. Yep. Will take an elephant down. But see, that's the issue. See, they look at it wrong. They go, okay, a doctor prescribed Oxycontin for pain, and now someone is addicted. No, they're physically addicted. So once you go into uh, detox, you're no physically you no longer need it. Now, you may be addicted to the fact that you don't want to deal with pain, right. but you have to deal with pain. But those that are suffering from addiction... They're not dealing with the physical pain. They're dealing with the mental pain. So then when they can't afford to go on the streets and buy the Oxycontin, the cheapest thing in the world to do is get heroin because heroin will do the same thing, which is make you forget the pain that is inside your head. So you need to detox the body, and then they need to get into a... And let me 
really, really emphasize this. They need to get into a lifelong therapy program to handle that trauma and the mental health issue. It is a lifelong disease. It is not something that will be cured in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. Then people come out, think about this, and I know I'm rambling, but I'm very passionate about this. If you look at the recovery system the way it is now, and it's a horrible um, comparison, but I don't know any other comparison to do. You go into drug rehab, you go into Weight Watchers. In rehab, they tell you you need to make better choices. At Weight Watchers, they tell you you need to eat better food. At rehab, they give you a sponsor and tell you if you feel like you're going to use, call the sponsors. At Weight Watchers, they tell you if you feel like you're going to eat something or you're going to binge eat, here's your sponsor to call to get it done. In, in recovery, you go to meetings. And in Weight Watchers, you go to meetings. When you're a month recovered, you get, you get a coin. You, when you're in Weight Watchers, when you lose 10 pounds, you get a coin. So it, it, everything you're dealing with, even in Weight Watchers, only it's, 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 it's all um, um, uh, willpower based. If you think you're going to go off, call your sponsor. If you think you're going to use, go to a meeting. Well, if you deal with the initial root of the problem and you learn to not self-medicate, you don't need that support. You see what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Well, I know a lot of people are, you know, don't want to hear this stuff, and it's a downer to a lot of people, but the bottom line is this. We deal with reality every day. We love to laugh. This is a show about fun. We talk about sports. We talk about real-life experiences. And I've seen, Tony, I've seen you go through this. And as a friend, a long, long-time friend, the work that you're doing now, in addition to the, the comedy and all the other fun stuff and the cooking, the first thing that matters is life and trying to be happy and keep yourself sane. That's what it's all about. If you don't have that first, if you don't have the med, you know, I've gone through a depression, bouts of depression, and I take medication. You have to get help first and then try to deal with life every single day and be happy every day. Because life is tough. Nobody said it's easy. It's not a cakewalk. You are not going to go through life without suffering some pain or some trauma. Exactly. But how do we deal with it? When my son, Tony, died, I put on 110 pounds in one year. 100, because that's how I self-medicate. Yeah. Eating carbs, that made me feel better. And, that, and there's no difference than if I would have, would have used heroin or would have used Oxycontin or Percocets mm -hmm. or Xanax. Only I don't do that. I self-medicate through food. But it's the same thing. We're self-medicating. I needed to teach myself to accept what happened with my son, learn how to cope with that differently than running to the food. And that's the same thing with addiction. People need to be shown how to deal with the mental health and the trauma without self-medicate. And me, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. For me, food is absolutely a, uh, a medication. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, Tony, it's been a lot of, we've, we've covered a lot of stuff today. I'm so glad to see you. Always glad to see you. Yeah, glad you came here. down here in the wine cellar with us. You're always welcome. And good luck. And Robin and I will pop out there to Patty Wax yes. tomorrow Please, night. I'm going to put your name at the door. You guys got to come. I need it. Just laugh, even if it ain't funny. Laugh. I'll laugh. Can I, <laughs> can I, can I, uh, can I uh, give you the business, as we like to say? I won't boo, though. Don't heckle me, Tony. <laughs> Don't heckle me. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together 
Go see him tomorrow night. Patty Wax, second and south here in Philly. Yes, we will be there. That's that's the bar where I did my uh, yeah, your, the uh, ice bucket the challenge ice bucket a couple challenge. years ago. Oh, Remember wow. that? For, I had it was ALS, right? Yeah. Yeah, then I, got, I went out, and instead of doing the normal throw water, I had two of the great waitresses at Patty Wax outside bring two pitchers full of vodka cranberries and pour them over my head. Oh. It wasn't a lot of vodka. We didn't use the top shelf <laughs> stuff because we poured it over my but head. But there was ice in it, and Tony it was screamed cold. like a little girl. Oh, I was like a little girl. Uh, well, Did you ever have a... two pitchers of ice-cold cranberry juice and a splash and of vodka? And they sitting there for a while. It was I mean, it was hysterical. super cold. But I did it for the, I did it for the cause. For the and it was funny. We did Actually, it was on, it, we put it on ESPN when I was doing Keith Olbermann's show. That was one of the bits we did. And so I always try to do fun stuff for the community to help people out. Bob well, from Valley it. Forge. I wish I had a sponsor for my first marriage. Maybe I wouldn't have accidentally <laughs> slept with my secretary and now have to pay a monthly alimony to my ex-wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's people that can identify. Oh, my Lord. Tony Luke. Tony, great to see you, brother. Always good to see you both. Um, thank you for having me on the show. And uh, thank you for promoting Comedy Kitchen. It really is a great show. I'm excited. I'm how, excited. How do you lose with food and comedy? You in don't. You got to have food. Every time I have, we have a meal when we go out, we have to laugh. You don't sit at the table and say, yeah. hey, you know, the day sucked. Let me have some more calamari over yeah, here. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? You're having fun. You're eating. Well, there's eating. some families that do that. But well, yeah, but that's at home. When you're at home with your yeah, family. Home, and yeah. everybody hates everybody. <laughs> yes. But when you go out to dinner at a restaurant, <laughs> and even if you take your family, you notice when you take your family out to a restaurant, there's a little more civility there. Yes. You know, you have people like, hey, hey, Kujin, give me a little bit of the scoongeal over there. Yeah, don't over make here. me get crazy out in public. <laughs> don't make me do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> God. It's great. I love I love being an Italian and being in South Philly as oh, an Italian yeah. man. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get any better than this. No, it does not. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> well, Tony, I am going to mute my mic while I say goodbye to Tony Luke so that you can continue on with the show. Thank you. Tony, come over here and give me a hug, Tony. Uh, I'm just going to walk away. I mean, this is we don't have to worry about, oh, well, we got to have the uh, we got to stop the show right now. Come on over here, man. Tony Luke, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. That's my brother from another mother. Man. Still ahead today, I will play you the greatest climate change spiel you will ever hear. You want to listen to 16-year-old kids? And again, I'm not getting into the political part of it. I'm getting into the reality part of it. And I'm speaking of comedy. And I will play that for you. Still ahead. We got a lot of football to talk about, of course. You got Thursday night football. The Eagles going to Green Bay. And I was looking at some of the numbers on that game today, if you like numbers. And by the way, Kelly Nash, what can I say? What can I say other than, oh, my God. Eagles at Green Bay, baby. The Packers defense, here's the bad news for the Eagles. The Packers defense, which has been playing really, really well, 11.7 points per game. That's what Green Bay's defense has given up in the first two games. 11.7 points per game. Only one touchdown pass against that Bear, uh, that Viking. Uh, the Viking. I got every team except, the Green Bay, except that Green Bay Packer defense. So their defense is good. You can't throw against them. Here's the worst news for the Eagles. 
You can run against the Green Bay defense. You know running what the Eagles don't do? The Packers are giving up 131 yards rushing per game on average. Week two, 179 yards and a touchdown when they lost to the Vikings. Week three, 144 yards and two touchdowns against Denver. So you could run the football on them, at least statistically, which is what we look at when we preview games, and you can't throw on them. So now you got an even bigger problem for the Eagles. If they don't run the football, they may be one and three. Even if they can run the football, they may be one and three. So as we look ahead to a couple days away, Thursday night, we'll be there, of course, out there in King of Prussia for the pregame show live right here on our Twitch.tv Bruno Nation live channel. And, of course, on 97.3 ESPN, we'll do that live up at Screwballs in King of Prussia. Great spot. It's going to be really, really cranking on Thursday night because we haven't done a Eagles on an other night. They, you know, they did Sunday night game. We did two 1 o'clock starts. Now our first week time, Thursday night game for the Eagles on Thursday night. And then they don't have to play for another 10 days because they won't play on Sunday, obviously, and they don't play again until they play the Jets, their next home game here in the month of October. Jets, 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 Jets. I mean, really? Really? By the way, can you put the Phillies game on? Now, listen, I love Kelly Nash. And I, I talk, for all you baseball fans out there, there is no better show on television on baseball at the end of the night to catch up on all the highlights than MLB Network at the end of the night. Kelly Nash is one of the great hosts. See, see that? It says it's... Is that not on there? No, because it's on, it's on the NBC. Because on, on MLB Network doesn't put the Phillies on when it's an in-market game. So you got to go to NBC Sports Philadelphia, Robin. There you go. One channel right there. Doubleheader action. Phillies and uh, your Washington Nationals. And I'll keep you up to date. It's still Phillies up one nothing now. They're in the bottom of the fourth inning. Ranger Suarez in the game for the Phillies, a left-hander. So Phillies lead one nothing. As I mentioned, the magic number, the tragic number, is now one. The Phillies lose one more game. Either this game or the second part of the doubleheader, they are eliminated from the wild card. If the Milwaukee Brewers win their game today, the Phillies are eliminated from the wild card. So the old, well, we still got a couple games to go. We still have life. We still have a chance. That's over. That is over. So we'll keep an eye on this one right now. Pitching duel, one nothing. Phillies over the Washington Natitudes. Speaking of Washington, saw the stats this morning on Patrick Corbin. You remember Patrick Corbin? He was one of those pitchers that was available in the offseason. And a lot of Phillies fans say, you got to go out and get this guy. And why the Phillies didn't sign him is because he got six years, $140 million as a 30-year-old from the Washington Nationals. Great for him. And I guess the Phillies didn't want to go six years with a 30-year-old pitcher. Corbin has delivered. In fact, he's one of the five best pitchers in the National League statistically this year. 14-7. and seven, His ERA is 3.05. And the guy has beaten the Phillies four times this year. How many times this year? Four! Four and all against the Phillies. And the Nationals have a leadoff double here in the bottom of the fourth. And Patrick Corbin, one of those names out there, people will be saying, Patrick 
Corbin? Not Corbin Burnson. No, not exactly. Love Corbin Burnson. I love this role in the dentist movies, though. They were creepy. Remember when he was the dentist? He was this creepy dentist. No. Yeah, you don't remember the dentist? Now, people won't remember that. That's obviously not his claim to fame. He was in a lot of great TV series and some movies. But in, look up uh, the L.A. Dent- Law. L.A. Law. Yeah, TVs. He TV. was mostly a TV and then star. I remember him from um, in not Angels in Outfield. What was the movie with uh, the, the the baseball movie? There's been a million baseball but movies. It, he, the one that- L.A. Law. You got that. Not Corbin Burns. We're talking. We're not talking about. We're talking about Corbin Burnson, not yes. Bernstein. That's Leonard Bernstein, who used to be the conductor of the New York Philharmonic. Not the same guy. He was in Major League. That was the movie. Major Thank League. You. That's, yes, the Major League I get series. all the baseball movies confused. Was he in The Young and the Restless, too? Are you sure? Really? I don't know. If he was in Young and I the Restless, I never remember that. And, of course, as you know, the, one of the uh, all-time great stars of that show is a personal friend of this program, Robin. Yes. And she's back on. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Um, here, oh, here's the dentist. I, I never saw. You this never movie. saw these. These were, the, and I think there were two of them. There was the dentist and the and dentist, dentist too. Yes. I think in the dentist too, Beto O'Rourke goes in and tries to reboot his presidential campaign, but it didn't work, unfortunately. The dentist. You were, it was a TV series, right? It was like it was on cable, because it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty creepy. He played this. It's the worst possible scenario for anybody, other than the scene in the movie Running Man. Were a very young Dustin Hoffman is in the dentist chair with the. Is it safe? This is Corbin Burnson. Re- remembering the dentist. There's a story to be told. Pretty creepy. On every corner. Ow! Oh, that noise! Da da da! This is why people are afraid of the dentist. Not anymore. Open wide. Sounds like a porn movie if you don't see it. (laughs) Oh man. That had to be the creepiest Norman Bergson movie ever. Oh, oh god. You never saw these movies, Robin? Are you serious? I got to give you one of those, which is the first one of the day, which is a record. Good Lord. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I know that chick. (laughs) Yeah. We got to watch it. We got to watch the dentist and then the, uh, there was a second version, I think. Damn. Damn, I thought I had bad teeth before I got them fixed. Dude. I can't can't believe you don't remember the dentist. I've never seen it. Mikey misses hairplex. That's what you get when you don't have good insurance. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) It's a good lunchtime. It's not lunchtime already. It's 2.20 in the afternoon. The only people eating lunch at 2.20 are the people in Washington, all the lobbyists we're getting three martinis to their favorite congressperson to try to get them to pass a stupid bill that doesn't help anybody. Who do you know that goes to lunch at 2.20 in the afternoon, Rob? I know a lot of people that are out to lunch at 2.20 in the afternoon, well, you <laughs> including and I, us. You and I constantly are missing lunch because we never eat when we're supposed to. Exactly. 
No, yeah, that, no, there, you know, Mikey Miss's brother is a dentist, you know. That's right. But that's, real, not who that, that's not who that story was about, that movie. Not Mikey Miss's hair plug's brother. No, Mikey, no. the real Mikey Miss's brother is Yeah, that dentist. 91 Sixer said, isn't the dentist Mikey Miss's brother? Not that dentist. He is another dentist. I don't know what kind of uh, dentistry he practices or whether he does clamps of those natures. Uh, but dentistry, I used to hate going to the dentist. I don't hate it anymore. I'm so used I've, to it now. Yeah, I've never really been afraid a lot, of Because it's a lot easier than it used to be. You know, back then, I still don't like the sound of drilling, but I don't get drilled very often. Whether it's a dentist office or... Uh... <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. No, he's you an know, OB guy. Strange, yeah, but Mike's, I don't really Mike's brother it. is an OB guy. He's not a dentist. Oh. Okay. He's an OBGYN. Oh. I would not want to go see him. Why not? Just... I heard he's not as creepy as Mike, though, but that's just uh, that's conjecture. I heard it from another person who heard it from another person who heard it online. That's all I need to go by to, to yeah. confirm that that's the truth. Hearsay from it. It's like <laughs> two, three, four times removed hearsay, and then it's Tony uh, zero two zero six. No drilling at the OBGYN, and if there is, there's usually a big lawsuit that yes. follows up immediately. Yes. Or there's some private arrangement where the patient and doctor have an agreement that nobody's supposed to know about. Speaking of agreements, <laughs> yes. We have agreed to open the telephone line, yes. so if you would like to call in, the phone number is 215-462-TONY. <laughs> That's 215-462-8669. Yes, hearsay is now reliable enough. It, By the well, way, the Nationals have tied it up. It's being used by media all the time. Oh, so. exactly. It's now a 1-1 ball game down there in Washington, D.C., and Fetty, uh, Fetty Wap is pitching now for the Washington Nationals. It's Eric Fetty. Isn't there a Fetty Nap or Fetty Wop? I don't know. Exactly. Meanwhile, as I mentioned, they're playing out the string, so we're watching baseball this afternoon. But I got to give you my favorite. My favorite, favorite tweet of the last couple of days. Now, there's a lot of great tweets. It's a sports-related one. And it's from The Athletic in Kansas City. Now, you know The Athletic. Right. They're the organization that has writers in every market. Great wide writers now on a pay paywall based subscription service. They hire really good writers. And in the Kansas City's athletic, not the Kansas City Athletics, who used to be the Philadelphia Athletics, uh-huh. who became the Kansas City Athletics and then became the Oakland Athletics. Not those not that franchise. It's the Athletic in Kansas City. Tweeted out yesterday. Pat Mahomes throws thirty six percent of Troy Aikman career touchdowns in only 8% of his games. So he's thrown 36% of the number of Troy Aikman regular season touchdown catches in only 8% of his games. That was a tweet. Troy Aikman, who's not very active on Twitter and is a friend of the show, as you know, Robin, he responded yesterday with one of the best epic burns by an athlete ever. And Troy's not one of those guys that he would think of as a wise-ass or a guy who's going to come back at something. He's not a guy who says, come at me, bro. If he was that guy, he would have done that to Skip Bayless 25 years ago when Skip wrote a book claiming that Troy Aikman was gay. He would have, claimed, he would have gone after Skip Bayless. Now Skip Bayless is the biggest cowboy guzzler on national television. Troy Aikman responded to that tweet by The Athletic. I don't know what I-C-Y-M-I means. In ca- oh, I know. In case you missed it. There yes. you go. I-C-Y-M-I. 
in case you missed it, talk to me when he, Patrick Mahomes, has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. And for that, i got to give Troy Aikman. You know I'm not a cowboy butt munch. That's how you burn. That's an epic burn by Troy Aikman, Robin. Is it not? You got it right. By the way, this wasn't Patrick Mahomes talking, and it's not even talking trash. It's a writer trying to use stats to write a piece promoting a guy that he covers in Kansas City. I don't know if it's he or she, whoever the writer is for the Athletic in Kansas City, trying to pop up. Listen, and you know I love Patrick Mahomes, and he's phenomenal. But to put out a tweet there and then try to compare him to Troy Aikman this early in his career, is it accurate? Yes, statistically it's accurate. But guess what? Patrick Mahomes has already thrown 36% of the number of career touchdowns that Troy Aikman threw in only 8% of the games played. Accurate. But Troy Aikman, also accurate. Talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Now... You can call that an absolute burn. You can call that just, hey, in case you missed it. I love the in case you missed it part of it, Robin. Don't you? I do. Still ahead. I still, I just still don't know all the abbreviations, though. Sometimes I have to Yeah, I, I didn't it. even know. I couldn't figure that out one. That one, but now I just realized it. In case you missed it, so you don't have to write those words. Yes. You know, I know LOL and all the other ones and FYI and... Uh, be right back. What's be right back? BRB. BRB? Mm-hmm. I thought that's where you rent uh, somebody's house for a couple of days. No, BRB is be right back. I've never seen that one used. Oh. <sighs> Meanwhile, let's go to the phones. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. A guy we haven't heard from in a while. I've been worrying about him. Just like we worry about every single one of our great listeners. And that, of course, is the man you know as Blind Mike. Mike, how are you, what's pal? Up? What's up, man? What's up? What's up, everybody? What up? I, uh, my phone got stolen over a month ago. That's why I haven't been able to call. That's an outrage. And, uh, yes, it is. It's crazy. I had somebody in my house. Uh, well, I had a friend over who bought a friend, and that other friend stole my phone. And, God, I've been missing the show. I haven't been able to get a uh, So, wait a minute. How uh, do you have a friend over who brings a friend who then steals your phone, and what did your friend do? How did your friend allow that to happen? Well, they, you know, it, I guess it was, it was one of those lack of judgment things, type things, you know what I mean? And it, with whatever it is, what it is. And so anyhow, what it is, I got what it my, is. I, so I got to, I managed to get uh, my new iPhone back. You know, I, got, I had to go through Walmart, uh, and got back online and all that stuff. But, man, it was how I miss, I'm missing the show, I'm missing all that stuff. Um, so it's really great to be back. Well, thank but, you, man. I'm glad you got your phone back. I mean, there are people literally who could not, and I use the word literally again, there are people who could not go 30 seconds now without a phone. Their lives would be empty. They would have to be taken away in chains. If Robin lost her phone for more than three minutes, they would have to come here and put her in a straitjacket and heavily <laughs> medicate her just to be able to get through five minutes. Well, being blind without having the phone, it's, it's different because I use the voiceover for all kinds of stuff, like, uh, you know, could it reach the screen and all that kind of thing. 
But I have an announcement to make. You have an announcement? Is this breaking news? Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, I'm going to be coming home in a couple of weeks. At the, end, at the beginning of the month. Probably, uh, actually, the way I'm looking at it is when it comes to relation to the football schedule, it'll be Jets. Jets week. Actually, what is that? The first, first me, week of that? October? Let me excuse Jets me week. while I whip out my schedule here. Actually, I have my book upstairs. Now the Eagles are playing Thursday night, and then they're off until they come back against the Jets. I think that's October sixth. Is it not, Robin? That is correct. Sunday, October sixth is the next Eagles home game. It's actually the next game after Thursday night. So we're going to go next week, of course. Sunday is September thirtieth, and then right. Monday will be October first. So it'll be the sixth, which is six days later, and that is yeah, Sunday, October. Is that a one o'clock start, Robin? Yes, it is. It's an hour. I, I want to come home. Start. I plan on coming home that weekend because uh, that's what I can afford to. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're on a limited budget, you can't just come home whenever you want. You have to make pay, you pay all the bills first, and then when you have the money to, to do things hey, like that, come we home. we understand that. Tell me about it, man. I'm, so. living, I'm living bit by bit on Twitch. <laughs> I mean, if not for the bits, I'd be busted, uh, broke, well, no I bread. Think, well, when I come home that weekend, I'd like to um, I'd like to come by there and check out check you guys out. Absolutely. Gonna, well, we'll be um, at Tolman Joe's. That's right. We'll take you with well, us to the pregame show at Tolman Joe's. It's not Tolman, Robin. It's Tolman. Tolman. Like Soul Joe's. Man. A toll collector right. is a toll man, unless it's a toll woman, or toll house, which is a cookie. Oh, I love that. But it's toll man. Oh, yeah, not Soul Man, of course, the great Sam and Dave sang about. That's a Soul Man, right. not, a, not a Soulman. If you say, when you, have, yeah. when you have a Soul Man, do you say Soulman or do you say no. Soul Man? But that's man. spelled differently. There's a soul. No, it's not. It's the same thing. No, right. S-O-U-L. S-O-U-L. Soul Man. Tall Man. My point is they're two separate words. And so when you're a yeah. Tall Man, you're not a Tallman. And when you're a Soul Man, you're not a Soulman. You understand what I'm saying, Robin? What don't you understand? What don't you understand? Exactly. Well, you know what, though? Um, <laughs> Michael, I, I will look out for that email and reply to you, okay? Beautiful. Yeah, I sent it last night because uh, I was thinking I'd like to come check out the Red Wine. I, I keep trying to say this like 10 different times. Red Wine Friday. Yes. I always wanted to, I always wanted to come down there for that because you guys have a hell of a lot of fun. And, um, well, hopefully, hopefully we will be in studio during that week. I'm not sure that's good. the. It starts getting crazier and crazier and crazier during uh, football season, where we're out and about for a lot of different shows. But I know yeah. for a no, fact that will be, we'll be next Friday night, which would be what's the date? The fourth? Which Friday? The game's the sixth, so that would be Friday night, the fourth. We will do an into the night, hopefully, and then we'll have you down here if you can get down here. That'd be, that'd be great because. That. I'm checking out the bus schedules and all that stuff. I'll have to arrange something because uh, I get in. I was planning on coming in town like that Thursday. Coming down on the the Greyhound, the Silverton bus. And then uh, staying in the city, you know. Well, we can, uh, we can just get. Hey, Mike, nobody wants to hear about the scheduling, so let's. Uh, oh, I want to hear the well, scheduling. No, can you tell me what the departure talk. times are and <laughs> how long, how many stops it makes? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that off the air. There's no impact up here. <laughs> uh, but I will definitely reply to your email once I get it. All right, Mike. We'll look forward to it, man. Meanwhile, crank Thanks, this guys. up, Robin. 
What do they say in this song? Sam and Dave, the original. Crank it up, man. I'm a soul man. Bullshit, man. Bible <laughs> crank it. Play action reel says, Hey, Tony, I need you to play drums in my cover band. Jiggling the camera. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, and all I'm jiggling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Tony, you can get you can be the uh, you can get hired to be the animatronic band at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Do they still have that when they used to go? I remember when my kids we used to go to Chuck oh, E. Cheese for their birthdays. They all wanted to go there, and then you waited for the show. And it was, you know, all animated. Then there was a live Chucky, who usually the general, my son, yeah. who was the general manager, Chris, was the general manager at a Chucky e. Cheese. And when the actual guy that you hired to pay $10 an hour to wouldn't show up, he had to don the Chucky contest Which, uh, suit and go out there and schmooze a little bastard. And he would tell bastards. us how horrible that thing stunk on the inside because everybody had been sweating. Oh, man. Ah. Now, there's another version, which is also good. You know, this song's been remade by everybody, Robin. Yes. Drake did it. And then, of course, the Memphis Wheels. But then there was this version, Robin, which was also a big hit. And a lot of people prefer this one. Remember this? Yeah, the Blues Brothers. On a dusty road. Good loving, I got a truckload. And when you get it, you got something. So don't worry, because I'm coming. I'm not going to dance like those, uh, the Blues Brothers did, though. No. That's enough. That guy tried to pull a Blues Brother thing the, uh, last weekend in a mall in, uh, in Illinois. Did you see that? Yes. Guy drove his van right. That's the first thing I thought of. Luckily, nobody was hurt. 
the dude drove through it like the scene in in, uh, in the Blues Brothers. People, Remember that scene where they drove through the mall? Yeah, there was a incorrect information. People were saying all over the internet that he had gotten into one of those cars that they have on display. You know, the sale. The no, sale. he drove through the yeah, front door. He drove through Shut Sears. Shut the front door. He went right through the Sears door. Yeah. And, and then, then realized he, nobody was in there, so nobody was hurt because nobody goes into the few remaining Sears that are open. He drove into the Sears store, through the perfume Boom. counter, and Did then get into a little the mall. Spritz, though? The worst part is the woman and tried to stop him to give him a spritz before he yes. went with his car through the rest of the mall. Would you like to try this fragrance? <laughs> uh. I didn't have to stop. I could play drums all day. He we is, stopped playing the song. Can I, can I tell you, for the last 10 years that we have been together, Tony has been talking about him and how much he misses well, playing the well, drums. Because you gave away and my electric drum set. It was my, or it was actually, it was my daughter's electric drum set. You gave me set. your daughter's electric drum set. And it didn't work. And then I, went, I wanted to fix it. Because you know, I could fix anything. You know that. I know, but you never And then did. I said, I want to play the electric drum set. There. Because I don't need a lot of room for the electric drums. Yeah, he and then what did you do? You threw it away. No, no. You gave it away. You donated it. We donated it to kids. Tony, we donated it to kids. One of your old uh, not one eight seven seven drums for kids. No. They have that one. Donate was, your drums today. It was your one of your old producers uh, who worked <laughs> at a school for special needs or something like that. You just threw away my dreams, Robin. You just destroyed. I could have been. A, I could have been in a rock band right now. I would have been all tatted up. I could have been some sixty-six-year-old dude. In a drumming group, getting and chips. John's who? That's absolutely correct. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drums all day. That is Tony right there. What song is that? I don't. How dare you? I, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drums all day. What song is that from? That's what that song is. I don't want to work. I want to bang on, on the drums, drums all day. day. Come on, Robin. Jesus. But I don't know who it's by. There's been a bunch of versions of it, though. Is it Valerio? Is that the one that's the song that's the hit? Not the gas station, Valero. That's totally different. Can you bring it up here? I want to see if this is the song, Robin. No, that's a different no, version. That's of it. Not it. I don't want to go to work. No, this is definitely not it. Oh, this has got a good beat. You can dance it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't take it off yet, Robin. I want to hear a little more. Is this it? Jesus. You got the attention span of a gnat. No, no that's, that's not, not it. Either. Is it Dire Straits? No, Dire Straits didn't do that. I don't know who did that. I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drums all day. And this pisses me off because you know this is in my wheelhouse. I want to bang on the drums all day. It is Todd Rundgren. Somebody said that already. Was it Todd Rundgren from Run Upper Darby's Own? Yes. Are you serious? Like, how did people, I not know that? Several people said that, and I, I didn't think it was right. That's, that's Upper Darby's Own, The Run. Todd Rundgren did that song, Robin. He that's a bad funky, job out of funky, me funky. and you. Funky, funky, funky hair. All right, bring it on. He's still performing out there, Todd Rundgren. I got it right here. Can you bring it up, please? Oh, this is a good drum song, too. 
Man, we have it playing on two different sources. What? Didn't you hear two versions of it playing at the same time? Okay, you play it. Then well, why you you brought it up too? Well, because I thought I found it faster. I had it up there. Well, here, just let me play it, Tony. All right, go ahead and play it. Jesus. I hold my sticks the right way. Not like these jerk-offs who hold the sticks like this. Why do they sound like they have an um, Irish accent? Not Irish. Sounds like a Jamaican dude in there, probably giving them the weed. I don't want to work. I want to bang on me drums all day. Yeah, it's like a little Jamaican feel. No. It's totally Irish. I want to bang on me drums. Okay, let me hear one more time, Robert. It's on the drums all day, Robert. Tony now has been carrying around these drumsticks everywhere he goes. Everywhere. I will now. <laughs> I will have drumstick dents in the uh, tables. Nice uh, in the, these are specials too. On the living room table, uh, over here. And then I, again, Friday night when we do end of the night, I will go one-handed. I will do a set of Def Leppard with one drumstick, just to show you how diverse I am. Are we going? To, we will have the uh, the disco ball installed, Tony. The disco ball will be spinning. Okay. We will have the thanks to the great Bill Gladney down there in North Carolina. I'll have the disco ball all ready to go. We'll have the lights down low when we will play the drums and do whatever we need to do on Friday night. <sighs> Dean writes, AJ, send Tony some drums ASAP. <laughs> I don't have room for a whole There's set no here. Drums. I don't have, have no room. room. We don't have room for a the whole set. The biggest thing that you could you could do is like maybe one of those little those little electronic things. ones. Yeah. No, I need at least one cymbal. I need one snare drum, and I need a tom tom. That's it. I don't need a bass drum to do the bass beat. That's all I need. Can you do that? Maybe can I could do a high a high. I need a hi hat, the top hat thing. You know where they where you open them up. I can do that. Yeah, Tony, Tony used to beat on the Home Depot buckets for spare change at the gallery. Absolutely. No, not at the gallery. I used to do it on the 3rd Street Promenade in, in Santa Monica. Just go out there, get a couple of Home Depot buckets and bag them, and people throw money at you. It's a good big gig. I may have to do that on East Pass Yuck. You know, we don't have enough street performers in the no, city. No, you, you're right. There are not hardly You go into any. New York in the subway, They're there's like everywhere. really... You go into the subway, every subway station in New York, there's like an amazing saxophone player. Uh-huh. Now, down near the Reading Terminal Market, there's some people outside, you know, that are performing yeah. guitar and saxophone. that's the only place you see them in the city. You don't see them anywhere else. You don't, you don't hear the soulful music of saxophones exactly. and guitar in the subway. Nothing. 
Exactly. People are living that maybe that's why Philadelphia is so angry all the time. They don't have enough music in their lives. Yes, they do. This is one of the great music cities in America, Robin. And it gets exported. It doesn't stay here. It's ridiculous. I am barreling the drums today. You know, if Gabe Kapler were watching me instead of watching the Phillies with a 1-1 tie down there as we go to the top of what, sixth inning, seventh inning already in the first game of that doubleheader? Both teams wanting to get this damn season over with. The Nationals, of course, ready to get the season under with so they can go into the playoffs while the Phillies go home golfing. Meanwhile, you know what today is also, Robin? What is today? And I got to say this. I'm not, um, I'm not a big fan of this fella. No? It's a big birthday. You know how we like to celebrate birthdays on this show, Robin? You know who's one year old today? Do you know? I do. I do know because I happened to see it um, the same time you did. And for those people who, again, he's got to, he still hasn't warmed up to me yet. Or you haven't warmed up to I him. I haven't. No, I, I think he's talented. And he's a phenom. Remember, one year ago today when they were unsheathing this character, you know, you and people I both. hated him. Not me. Everybody hated What's this thing with the eyes? You know, it looked like, you know, when you have the, the little teddy bears and the eyes, their eyes are loose like the pupils. And then you would shake it and the eyes would move around. Uh-huh. We're talking about Gritty. Gritty, ladies and gentlemen, it's Gritty's birthday. And because he's a brilliant self-promoter, he has put together his own special happy birthday video. Yes. And it goes a little something like this. I can't see it, though. good. He's busting shit up in his own party. He was blowing it up to begin with. Oh, he has a pinata. He's in an office somewhere. And he's got a baseball bat with a pinata. That's some violent shit right there, Britty. Gritty. Now he's blowing up balloons with his handler. Well, no, he already did that. Oh, okay. So Tony, you're, you're seeing it on delay. Okay. Remember, you're supposed to look so at the He's got this dorky dude with sunglasses and greased yeah. hair. I guess that's his handler or his agent. I don't know. Security. He looks like one of the men in black, the guy that's always with him in these videos. And he holds up a surprise thing, and then that uh, all the confetti falls down. And then they and go he to smashes his cake, and he smashes a pinata. What and... kind of violent message is that sent? I thought the Flyers wanted to rid themselves of the Broad Street ball bully. All these hockey haters here in Philadelphia, all these sanctimonious talking heads on radio and TV who are like, oh, the Flyers, man, you know. That's the problem. They're still living in the 70s with the Broad Street bullies. Yeah, That's I'm why not... people hate hockey. They, they, all they do is fight. I'm not, uh, I'm not wild about that video. That's a security dude. He walked from the Independence Hall to the Art Museum on Instagram live this afternoon on his birthday. Gritty. And he's using, like, a crappy plastic baseball bat to bust shit up. Why wouldn't he have a coho or one of the aluminum sticks that hockey players now use? I mean, this is just promoting kids that are at baseball parties to smash crap. Exactly. We got enough kids busting shit up. We're going to have this kid tell young, impressionable hockey fans out there that it's okay when your birthday, your parents throw you a surprise party and you're one year old. Now, remember, he's he's still a baby. He's one year old. And you see one-year-olds at their birthday parties, Robin? Yep. We saw my little niece, her one-year-old birthday. Kids, th- you know, kids are messy when they're one. 
But but Gritty is a big one-year-old. He's not a young one-year-old. He's a grown-ass mascot. You don't be busting shit up when you have an organization that's gotten rid of Kate Smith, the statue, because you want to get away from that era of the Broad Street bullies and she's a racist and all the other bullshit they threw at her last year when they took that statue down. And that's ridiculous. So I say to all of you hockey haters out there, if you want to hate, you hate Gritty. S Falcon 39 says Gritty is more popular than the Fanatic. Well, anybody's more popular than the Fanatic now. The Phillies suck. Hey, Tony. I'm not going to play. I'm just going to do the. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to do with this man. One of these days, it's too bad we don't have a dog. I could blow the way, dog the, the, on. The Bruins. Oh, wait. Gabe Kapler's now out, and there's a rhubarb. He's trying to get thrown out of one of his remaining games as a major league manager as he is out there now, Brad Miller now, getting his beak into the fray. And all of a sudden, we've got a brouhaha, a fracas. Tony, I have something in, in honor of Gabe Kapler. It's on, it's on clearance all over the city right now. Is it coconut oil hand cream? Yes, coconut oil hand cream is on clearance. Is that a sign? <laughs> it's on, it's in, let me see this pitch. That pitch was right down the middle of the plate, and he got rung up, Brad Miller. Then Brad Miller gets in the umpire's face, which isn't hard to do because he's got a beak. You ever notice Brad Miller's nose? Yeah, he has it. And then Gabe Kapler pushes Brad Miller out of the way from arguing with the home plate umpire. Wow, 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 wow. That smells nice. Let me smell that coconut oil. Let me smell that a little bit. I can go for it. You know what this reminds me of? It was on clearance at TJ Maxx. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> it's multitasking Muriel and... Wait a minute. It's the multitasking miracle ingredient, Robin. Coconut oil hand cream with coconut oil, sweet almond oil, and chamomile flower extract. Mm-hmm. Smells, smells yummy. Ultra hydrating for rough dry skin. Unfortunately, it was not the miracle for the Phillies. Exactly right. Where is this made? Van Nuys, California. Perfect spot when you know what's nearby Van Nuys, Robin. Up in the San Fernando Valley. The porn capital of the world. Chatworth. They need a lot of lubrication There's a lot of there. lube there. Let me see if this shit works. Let me do a little demonstration on the air, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Coco Magic not Coco Lopez, which I use to make my fabulous, world-famous uh, oh, painkillers. I, I want one right now. Coco Lopez, I believe. He'll be appearing this Friday night over here at the uh, Cantina Laredo in South Philadelphia, which doesn't really exist. S. Falcon 39, Tony is not paying attention. What are you talking about I'm not paying attention? I did just put it on my hands. No, I think they were talking about something else. Oh, Joe. Hold on a second. Somebody was just traded. Hang on. Justin Falk has been traded to the Blues. Justin Falk? Justin Falk. Who the fuck is that guy? (laughs) (laughs) 
He was traded for Joel Edmondson. I'm, Where are you I'm assuming this from now, right? Trevor from the 203. Oh. Uh, Dom, Justin uh, Falk. It's it Falk. Falk. That's what I said. Dom, is it Dominic and it was just spelled wrong or is it Dominic? Bach and a seventh round pick via TSN. That's the sports network, which is Canada's version of Correct. ESPN. A. And, and a bag of pucks. Not Coco Crisp or Coco Chanel. That is correct. The Bruins did not beat the Flyers down. They won overtime. When you go overtime, guess what happens, Dean? There's no beatdown. You win by a goal in overtime. So get that crap out of my face. It is a team you choked away another Stanley Cup. And you're going to come at me? Come at me, bro. Come at me right now. Do you even lift? Speaking of do you even lift, we have a baseball update, Robin, from a story that you found earlier about a young, big, bull, young fella up there in Toronto playing for the Toronto Raptor. Not the Raptors. Nobody's playing for the Raptors anymore. Playing for your Toronto Blue Jays. Vlad Guerrero Jr., Robin. You found this gem last night while I was out there working my ass off over at the Landmark Americana. Yes, apparently, Vladdy Jr. says in an interview uh, that he, even though he is a great home run hitter, for, uh, he had a 91 home runs in the Derby back in July. Yes, the home run derby. Mm-hmm. He that he lost, by the way. That he has never, ever worked out at a gym, ever. That's hard to believe, Robin. He has never <laughs> stepped. Now, now he's a little. He's a little. Uh, he's thick. He's thick. T h i t h i c c, thick. He's never worked out in the gym, and he has never lifted weights before. But, but he says that he is going to start doing that during the offseason. No, he's going to bulk up. He's going to get bulk in, up. He's going to get in shape. Which means that conceivably next year his home run average could be even better. I mean, if he is ne- if he's hitting no, that- you know what? Because some guys like John Cruck told us many many years ago when he was playing, he didn't work out. He had he hits good fat was a term. He hits good, good fat. That's what John Cruck used to say all the time. So are you? I hit good fat. So are these you- guys don't have baseball players don't have to be. Gabe Kapler's all jacked up. You know, he's got an unbelievable body, and the chicks dig him, and he's all suntan, and he's ripped, and he's on the beach, and everybody wants to score. These chicks want to screw him. And he goes out there, and they can't win a game. And then what difference does it matter if you're jacked up? So are you saying that there is a chance that if he does this in the offseason, he gets all ripped and, and trimmed I don't know. What do I look mus- like? Uh, muscly, that this could actually ruin his average? I don't know, Robin. I can't predict that kind of stuff. I'm not a trainer. Is Gabe Kapler worse than Chip Kelly? Two one five four six two Tony. Thank you, Trevi. We don't need to do that. Vlad Jr. Baseball players, with all due respect, don't have to be physical specimens. No. You know, for Gabe Kapler's, you know, a Bryce Harper works out. Most of these guys, in fact, the guys who are the most ripped up in baseball, uh-huh. can't swing the bat because they're all they're all muscle bound. I mean, there is something to be said about, you know, if you have too many muscles. And it's you, like women. Like I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's ever said this on national TV, but women golfers who have big boobs, it's, a, it's an impairment. 
Because they have to swing through the gigantic oh, boobs. Absolutely. When I when what? I was training, Robin, you know that's a joke that somebody actually did. I that know, at, but it's true. It actually. I'm telling you. I know that this is. Whoops. This is not PC. <laughs> But it is actually... So you agree then... I do. When with the I, former CBS golf ta- analyst... When I started taking golfing lessons, I had issues because you cannot have a smooth swing. I mean, think about it. If you're, have you ever if seen you, Big Mama Joanne Carner? Well, you have to bend over more so that you're... Ben Wright went on television. Your, lay, your, your arms have an easier swing. If you stand up too much... And you, there, there's an impedance right there, like see, impedance. Uh, see, look, I mean, like, isn't that an audio term? I well, the the audience can't see it. Hold on, let me stand up. Excuse me, while I. I'm gonna, I, I will, I will aim down. So, so, wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Look, uh, Robin, can you turn my damn machine back on first, though? Okay. Excuse me while I whip this out. So, so I'm pretend I'm I'm golfing, right? right? I have the golf club in my. You gotta hand. have a real golf club. You can't do. You can't fake steak, and you can't fake a golf well, swing. But look, if if I try to do a normal, you gotta swing get that. Bending, you gotta get the lower body turn. If I don't bend over enough, so that I have a free swing, even with a free swing, it's it's. You can't do it in the right crouch there. position, Robin. I know, but what I'm saying is, is I I can bend my knees. I know I I took lessons. Bend my knees, bend over a little bit, <laughs> and even with a smooth, it's boom right there. See, it hits it hits my boob. Is there's truth and like I'm not humongous big. You know who would agree with you? The great Ben Wright, the former CBS golf analyst who lost his job back in 1996. How many years ago was that, Robin? Well, he should not have lost his job because he, he was telling truth. He lost his job. In fact, he didn't really get fired. He was suspended indefinitely back in January of 1996. The controversy surrounded him. An Englishman, of course, who always are bad with women. Uh, he is generally well-liked in golf circles. But la- in May of that year, 1996, he did an interview with Valerie Helmbrecht of the Wilmington News Journal. Uh-huh. Wright, who was 63 at the time, a golf analyst with CBS since 1972, was quoted by Helmbrecht as saying, lesbians in the sport hurt women's golf. That's the first thing he said. Okay. Then he also was quoted as saying by this writer, Valerie Helmbrecht of the Wilmington News Journal, that women's golfers are handicapped by having boobs. After the story came out, Wright's claim, it was misquoted, CBS backed him up, and then uh, apparently uh, Michael Bamberger, I think he used to write for the Philadelphia Inquirer, wrote for Sports Illustrated, offered evidence that Wright had lied about being misquoted. And so then when a follow-up by another writer after he claimed that he was misquoted and CBS backed up Ben Wright, then another writer, Michael Benberger, went out there and said, he's a lying sack of shit, he's a Brit, get him out of here, <laughs> and all that other crap. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what he said. And probably something like that. Well, Ben Wright was, Helmbrick said, Ben Wright was never misquoted. I know that, and almost everyone else knows that now. Being called a liar is the very worst thing that can happen to a reporter. Well, let me tell you, the whole lesbian thing, he is not correct no, he's about not it right. at all. No, I mean, of course not. I mean, it actually not. has helped the women's golf. Yeah, and, exactly. And two, 
he is correct about the boob thing. I don't think it hurts them, but you have to you have to learn how to swing differently. You cannot do. A- and now the most uh, now the most damaging thing you can say about women's golf, and guy got in trouble for it too, is that it's dominated by Asian women. Which is also oh, true. by the way, because it's true. I don't understand. But would people stop? Like if 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 somebody is giving truth, just because it it's you think it might be uncomfortable, stop. People, just stop. That's right. AJ in San Antonio checks in. Tiger Woods never had a problem with women with large boobs on the golf course. Of course, they usually weren't on the course. They were in a Perkins Pancake House or in a restaurant or wandering around the golf course at the 19th hole. I would like some men to strap on one of those, like, boob Men with strap-ons, Robin? You like that stuff? I didn't think you were into that. If they would strap on (laughs) fake boob shirts you know they make those suckers so yes the men can well, look at a lot of the men golfers on the on the pga tour a lot That's of them have man boobs the same they got man boobs out there it is not the same even even the man boobs that they have are maybe like an a cup still not a good look for an athlete no but i'm just because saying. let's be honest most of the best young golfers now are in great shape they're not the you know the big slobberly guys you look at the best players now right speed all these guys they're all really in great. They don't have to be jacked. They don't have gigantic. You know, they, they don't have no necks. But they definitely have. But the they power. work out. But yeah. they but they don't just go out in the weight room and try to get all jacked. They have full body yes. management. Yes. Which weight, is height, what proportionate. We would suggest for Vladi so that he doesn't bulk up because we don't want him to bulk up where he can't rest his arms on his sides anymore. He probably has big boobs down there now, so to speak. By the way, the Nationals have just uh, knocked in a run at the bottom of the six on a sack fly, so it's 2-1 Nationals, and that that Faye Vincent has just been removed from the game by Gabe Kapler. Or is that Troy Vincent? Or is that Vincent Price? Or is that... It's... What's his name, Vincent? It's a starry, starry night yeah, as the just, skies are about say, to it's fall. Just Vincent. Vincent. We may have to play that now because if the starry, Phillies don't come back night. and win this song, I believe the Phillies will be playing this from Don McLean in the clubhouse today. No need to overturn any lunch meat trays. No need to go crazy to get a bat and start busting up Gatorade coolers. No need to swipe off all the the old dying bonsai plants that the Phillies bought a couple of months ago. Remember that? There was bamboo. Bamboo is dead, baby. And yes, Craig Stadler was the walrus at golf. He was a big fella with big boobs. Don't forget... uh, I always love this song. Nah, it's, it's a downer. You know why I like it? Because it has great guitar... Nah, that's a savvy song. Uh, you know, this was about Vincent Van Gogh. Yes, I Why the hell would anybody make a song? He couldn't hear it anyway. Oh! Just because his ear was chopped off does not mean that he could not hear Tony Bruno. I know, it's a joke. See, Robin, he cut off his own ear. Not funny. Despite his face. So you're, you're, you're <laughs> 0 and 2 for your jokes today. No, I'm not. It's, is it funny to you? It's funny to me. It's funny. When you're doing comedy, though, if it's nobody else laughs... On, if man. you're the only one that laughs at your own jokes, 
Collins 21 says, it's a downer. LOL. It is a downer. But it's a beautiful downer. No, it's not. Who sat down and listened to the lyrics of the song? Don McLean's an American Pie guy, not a guy who cuts his ear off and makes bad painting guys. Are you a Vincent Van Gogh aficionado, Robin? I am. He's all right. Now I understand. What you tried to say to me And how you suffered for your sanity And how you tried to set them free They would not listen, they did not know how Perhaps them sons of bitches will listen now Wow Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth, bitches? Oh, starry, starry night. <laughs> Big finish here now. This was Chanho Park's walk-up song. No. This world was never meant for one as beautiful as you. Robin not laughing at the Van Gogh joke is some white folk shit all day long. Thank you, Angie. Of course Van Gogh can't hear it. He's dead. I know he's dead. You're not going to let it, the big finish here, Robin? Uh, you know, you want me to finish it? Yeah, finish. Never. You always finish when you start it, Robin. No, I hate this song. Let me like fast forward to the end here. They would not listen. <laughs> they're not listening. Yeah, Tony is not listening. That's what I ain't listening to anymore. Shit. Get out. Exactly. Never forgive you. We won't, Vincent. We're cutting your damn ear off, man. What's the matter with you? <sighs> Tony Bruno? Yes, we need an update. There's been too much downer shit today on the show. Robin's been a Debbie downer a little bit. But I got something encouraging for you. And it deals with the climate. No, I'm not a climate scientist. I don't march for climates. I'm not a climate hoaxer. I'm not a climate denier. Climate this, climate that. I want to kick it back old school like I like to do so often on the show, Robin. Let's go back to, uh, let's see, 20 years ago, perhaps 15, at least 15 years ago. This man, and I hope that Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, whatever her name is, sits down and puts on the VCR and all of these other politicians who are telling us we're all going to die in 12 years. And the climate is, everything's going to be gone. Listen to this man, ladies and gentlemen, from almost two decades ago, talking about climate, man. We talking about climate. See, I'm not one of these people who's worried about everything. You got people like this around you. Country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? (laughs) Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. 
over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our, our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these fucking people kidding me? <laughs> save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're gonna save the fucking planet? I'm getting tired of that shit. Tired of that shit. Tired. I'm tired of fucking Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white, bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a shit about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are fucked. <laughs> Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Do you ever think about the arithmetic? Planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? that somehow we're gonna put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun. The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags <laughs> and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet... The planet. The planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your shit, folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. A little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. A surface nuisance. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash how the planet's doing.
One off the planets, all right, ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week. <laughs> How about those people in Kilauea, Hawaii, who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room? <laughs> the planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone and it will heal itself it will cleanse itself because that's what it does it's a self-correcting system the air and the water will recover the earth will be renewed and if it's true that plastic is not degradable well the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm the earth plus plastic <laughs> the earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic plastic came out of the earth the earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. <laughs> Didn't know how to make it. Ah! Needed us. They needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? <laughs> plastic. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. The greatest of all time. If not the greatest, he is on the Mount Rushmore. A brilliant, brilliant, deep thinkers who are funny as hell. Something that, sadly, for the most part, doesn't exist anymore. I know. There's some great comics out there. You heard it earlier when we had Craig Shoemaker on, Tony Luke, all these comics now. Well-known people are like, we can't even do our jobs anymore. That's what we're here for. It's like what sports is here for. Sports is here as a I'll distraction. March in that march. Absolutely. I mean, this was brilliance. And as I said before, I was so fortunate to have met him in the last couple of years of, of, of his life. But he, you can go back. That's 20-year-old comedy. And it still rings true today. Better than the people who think they know what they're doing. A guy who was making jokes actually had more factual data than any of these douchebags who are marching out there, twerking in Washington, D.C., throwing confetti in the air to save the frickin' planet. Well, I, I was talking to, uh, or I was watching an interview with an actual scientist, uh, climatologist, who was saying that everything that he has learned about climate and weather is by looking into the past in all the patterns. Of course, that's and, what you use. We don't, have, you, we don't have 200 billion years right. of, of and if research. You, if you don't do that, then anything that you are stating without looking into the past and taking into account everything that's happened that we know of so far, you're just making shit up. And again, I'm not... I'm not sitting here saying I know more about climate. It doesn't. Of course, there's the, cli the climate's been changing for billions of years. And if you want to get that angry and go out and march every day and shut down streets and try to get things to get fixed, there's only one big problem with all of this, Robin. Nobody has an actual answer how to fix it. No one has a constructive answer other than somebody's got to pay for it. Somebody's got to lose their income. We have to give up all this other stuff without any basis of fact other than bought and paid for scientists who you can tell, hey, what do you want me to tell you? Here, here's a million dollars. Say that the earth is going to die in 12 years. I lived through the first couple of we're going to die. In a, I've, I've lived through a lot of these, these fraudulent uh, religious guys 
who would have these doomsday prophecies, oh, yes. and they would give us the exact date. A guy right here in Camden, New Jersey, did that multiple times. Oh, yeah? He was one of these televangelist radio show preachers, uh-huh. and he would do that on Friday, such and such a date, the world will come to an end. And he had a lot of sycophant followers who were like, we're waiting. Him money? They were sending him money, and they were all sitting around waiting See, for that day to come. And when that day came, you know what happened? Absolutely I, I always nothing. Pre- I mean, just beyond, like, if, if you thought about it, if the world was going to end, then why did the minister need money from you? Because why? that's what meant. That's what. And again, I'm not denouncing just, every no, single person. No, I'm just saying, like, it never made sense to me. Because why pe- because people would send are looking somebody for somebody money. to turn to. But what when would that money do? Home, nobody knows. It buys them private jets. <laughs> that's what it does. We know that. We know. So again, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going off on a political tirade here. This is just common sense. As the great, a man who's probably going to be going to jail very, very soon, said many, many times. Over the last couple of months. I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. No, not that guy. You know who we have on hold, Tony Bruno. I'm going to get to him in a second. Let me just finish my thought here, Robin. Don't slow my roll here. You know what I'm saying? Stop the hammering. Exactly. So anyway, I remember... The ice age was coming. I remember the everything else. The, the, the earth is burning up. So this has been going on forever. And as George Carlin said, as stu- I believe George Carlin's How many science years ago knowledge. Was that? that had to be. I don't remember the exact show. I met him in two thousand and six. So that was way before that. That was in one of his New York HBO specials. But it had to be in in the early two thousands. Or maybe before that. It had to be early 2000. So we're talking almost 20 years ago. Right? We're coming up on 2020, Robin. It was. It had to be in the early 2000s. From the album Jammin' in New York. The Planet is Fine. Let's see. When was this put out? All I can say is. It just fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. Sucks exactly. to be out here. It does with this out of control shit. Tell me about it every single day, and then I have Robin there. There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Jammin' here. in New York was Carlin's 14th album and eighth HBO special. It was recorded April 24th, 1992. 1992. I'm giving him credit for something that happened 20 years ago. How many years ago was that? 92. 92, 2002, 2012. 92, 2002, 2012, and then add seven more years. That is almost 30 years ago. It's 28 years ago to be exact. And he had these scam artists and these lying sacks of human shit all figured out. Before most of these douchebags that they're running out there to tell you that the world's going to end... Were even born, George Carlin smoked out the morons who are trying to scare you and everybody else on this planet into feeling guilty about something you can absolutely not fix, control, or overturn. You can't. You pick up your own trash. You want to do it? Do what I do. Pick up your own damn trash. Don't pollute rivers. Don't shit on the streets. It's quite, you know, you just use your damn common sense, Robin. Use your damn 
common sense. Well, you know somebody who does use his common sense. Use your common sense. Exactly. Quite a bit is this following man who was tweeting heavily last night during the pregame show. He was probably show. drinking heavily during the pregame show last night, too. And Sunday afternoon watching his Detroit Lions coming to Philadelphia. Of course, he is the great Steve in Detroit. Steve, your thoughts. Yes, Tony. How you, how you doing, Tony? Beautiful, man. Beautiful. George Carlin, Beautiful George Carlin your thoughts. Oh, he was a great comic. Him, George, uh, him, Richard Pryor. Yes. Robin Williams. Yep. Um, I'm glad I li- I'm, I'm glad I was around when that stuff made everybody laugh. And you know, he didn't just yeah. beat up on liberals. The one thing about George Carlin is that he ripped everybody. He, you know, his and he comedy. He was about most of the stuff. Yeah, you know, that was that he was ri- talking about the liberals with the save the planet stuff. But he rips mm-hmm. conservatives. He rips everybody. But he does mm-hmm. it, and he's funny, and it makes yeah. sense because he could yep. put he can put into words what most people are thinking but can never say. Yet he had the he had the intellect, the ability to sit down in his house there in Venice and craft these amazing routines that were just deep thinking, funny, funny shit. And there's not many people who can do that anymore, unfortunately. No, no, it, those days are over. Exactly. <sighs> Bless you. Robin's, uh... Now, what's going on in Detroit now? The, 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 I mean, obviously, the Tigers are bad. The Lions, oh, yeah. you got to feel good, because you were talking about the Lions. They didn't like Matt Patricia. How do they like mm-hmm. Matt Patricia now, Steve? They, they're by, they're, we're, we're liking them. I mean, I like them. Um, today, they're still ripping on uh, Harbaugh over at Michigan. They won't, you know, all the fans, they want him gone. They want to hire Urban Meyer. But uh, Patricia, they're buying it. The players are buying into it, and I am. I, I like what he's doing. Exactly. That's all you can do. You got to be patient with a coach. You know. I mean, Doug mm-hmm. Peterson. We were talking earlier uh, with with uh, Craig Shoemaker, who obviously a Philly guy, lives in L.A. for a long time. He lives and dies right. with the Eagles, even from afar. And you know, we all thought the same thing. I was one of those people who thought, well, when the Eagles finally win a Super Bowl, everybody will calm down. Right. It doesn't. You don't calm down. When you're a fan yeah. and you only win one Super Bowl, and you know they won a couple of NFL championships before Super Bowls, but fans, the modern day fan, because of the access to social media and talk radio 24 hours a day, you know they're never satisfied. Yeah, they get satisfied, but then a couple of months after, when the draft comes up, then they find something else to bitch about. That's yeah. the nature of all fans. A, yeah, it was a good game. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson had a good game until he got that hit right above the knee. I thought. I thought he was. I thought that was a. That was going to be a bad injury, but he popped back up. Yep. No, he's a great I young mean, player. He's a. I wouldn't yeah, play him is. on my he fantasy really team, good. like Luigi, who's doing Funkin' Fantasy tonight. I, I still stand by that, and I'll go to my grave saying that I would never ever pick another player on another team pacing my favorite team because I want to try to win some stupid fantasy trophy. You can take that fantasy trophy and stick it where the sun doesn't shine, as far as I care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Robin, yeah, are you no, with me on this or no? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely with you. Again, you want to play fantasy, you can play it till the cows come home. And speaking of that, we will have a cows coming home update before we get out of here today. Oh, wow. Yeah, you've heard that, sir. You've, right, that's one of those adages people use. Until the cow, you can do, you can do this until the cows come home. Right? It's one of the sayings. cows and drinking beer? It's a cow. The cows didn't come home. 
We'll have that update. Oh. The cows oh. went on the road, actually. We'll have that update for you tonight or today. Were they drinking White Claw? They were not drinking White Claw. They would have probably no. been put down, and they would have been at the big steak fry in Iowa. And all the presidential candidates for the Democratic Party would have been cooking those sides of beef on a grill, even though they've told you, Steve, me, Miss yeah. Robin, and everybody else, that we have to stop eating red meat as they put 10,000 steaks on a grill in Iowa. They can, That's real, they real. They can try and pry that tomahawk out of my That's right. cold, dead hands. Dead hands. Did, did you hear about the breaking news? Pelosi's going to be talking about the uh, impeachment uh, inquiry. Oh, you know, I love the peaches this time of the year. Apple season's coming. You've got to get rid of the peaches first. So we're going to have some impeachment parties coming up. Impeachment, yeah. impeachment. Impeach the mother effer. Can I make some impeachment pie? Yeah, I want some impeachment pie. <laughs> little, little Can cream you put a little pumpkin that? spice in the impeachment <laughs> pie? Because, you know, we got me... apple seed. Now, do you go out and pick apples out there in, uh, in uh, Michigan? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Not really much of an apple eater. What's the matter with you, man? you got to be healthy. I'm trying. So why didn't you come to Philly for the Lions game? You were threatening to come here. You are going to come down to the tailgate. You come down to the show. And then what the hell happened? My, I missed my flight. I got up to, I got up late. I missed my flight. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who the hell misses a flight when you plan to go and go watch a football game in another city? Are you yeah, serious right Are you serious right now? Because you <laughs> overslept? I overslept. I, I woke up and I went, and I looked at my ticket and I realized, oops. That is bad. And, uh, Your plane ticket? Yeah, did you no, have tickets that. to the game? Did you have seats at Lincoln Financial Field? No, I did not. I did not have tickets to the game. I, I tried, but I couldn't get I could have hooked you up, man. All you had to do was call me. I know people who know people who know other people. I, I could have gotten you in. Tony. I could have gotten you're, you in. You're the godfather of sports in Philly, from what I hear. Well, not really. I'm just a, I'm just a regular guy. Now, Trevor I mean, from the I 203. To to game, you know, let's go. No, Steve, I can't hook you up with the Sixers, Steve, man. Steve, Trevor from the 203 says, my two buddies drove out from Michigan. Exactly, so they drove man. to the game. There are people. Yeah, who, I could have drove. What's the matter with you, man? Sorry. You're trying to be Mr. Tough Guy from Detroit, the Motor City. I'm agreeing here. Joey Binoco saying, what an idiot, missing a flight. Yeah, i got to give you another one of these, man, because normally I'm very compassionate when it comes to people yeah. making an honest mistake. Like, you don't hear me giving Robin one of those Never. when she just makes a minor mistake. It has to be, it has to be egregious. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I yeah, got, and you, what you did was absolutely maybe the worst sports excuse yeah, I've no, heard. Yeah, it was. It ranks up there. Let me give you one of these, man, and you have to accept it. <laughs> You've let us all down. You let you let mankind down. No, not the original ref, wrestler down. mankind. That's what I did. Not mankind. You know who mankind was? Let's chest your yeah, oh, yeah, I remember mankind. Mick, Mick Foley. Oh, That's yeah. great Mick Foley knowledge right there. I knew you would know that. And oh, yeah. uh, S. Falcon, <laughs> however, was on a uh, line on Twitch in the last chat night. room last night. Uh, very active. Very active in the pregame show. Um, making comments specifically about Dominica, beautiful waitress. Dominica's hot. Yes, she's she is. a cute girl. She is absolutely stunning. She's. Uh, yeah, you she's, know what they say about them uh, college girls, man. She she has beautiful uh, strawberry blonde hair. Oh. She yes. go to Temple? 
I have no idea. And then she went to Rowan. They're all like local college students. Because, you know, right there on the Rowan uh, campus, formerly Glassboro State, but it's still the city of Glassboro. And it's historic. It even says it on the water tower there in downtown Glassboro. Historic. And you know why Glassboro is historic, Steve? Let's test your history now, Jerry. Because it's it's an outdoor uh, arena? No, it's not the world's most famous outdoor arena. It's the place where President Ronald Reagan and Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev held a very important summit. Out of all the places on Earth, they chose Glassboro, New Jersey to have the... And what did they call it? Detente. That's where Detente was born, if I'm not mistaken. They called it... They ended up calling it Glass... Glasnost. Glasnost. I had some of that the other night. It's a little chewy, though, but once you get it, you marinate it a little bit, it's really good. I, I, I highly recommend it. Well, Steve, <laughs> you probably should. Wait, we got a question, though. We have a question from the audience for Steve okay. in Detroit. He's our official Detroit correspondent. Steve, it's from Trevor from the 203, another man who's very astute when it comes to sports observations and history. Will Jim Harbaugh be the next head coach for the Washington Redskins or Jim Caldwell? No, no he won't. Why not? How do you know? The alumni likes him. The athletic director wants to sign him to an extension. He's not leaving. The boosters are happy. Boosters? Ross, he, yeah, the boosters. No, it's a, it's a booster. It's an ER. It ends in an ER, so I always have to do the booster. I don't even... Uh... The biggest booster is Stephen Ross, the Miami Dolphins owner. He wants Harbaugh to stay, and he's got the money. Well, that is the most important thing. <laughs> it's all about the money, man. It's all about the men. You know, it's all about the Benjamins, as someone once said. Not Kelvin Benjamin, who now can't catch a football pelt all of a sudden. In, right. Uh, in, yeah, National Football League. All right, man. Good to talk to you, Steve. Be careful out there. All right, Tony. I'll see you guys. All right, now. Harbaugh's like 0-20 is to, against And then again, of course, Ohio State, as Dean points out astutely, the dean of college football. If he loses to Ohio State again this year, you think they're going to keep him around? Listen, I don't call for people to be fired. I don't know what they're going to do in Michigan. I mean, Chip Kelly was on the verge of being fired the other night when his team was down a gazillion points and Lou, and actually comes back. What was it? Were they down like 38 points and they came back and won that game despite Washington State having nine touchdowns? Imagine having nine touchdown passes and then losing a game in college. That's why college football's bogus. It's not a legitimate sport. When you have 67 to 68 games, how the hell can you? Listen, I know it's fun to watch. But you, and then you got all these blowouts and 70-point lines and teams losing by 70. Are you serious? And then you're going to consider that a legitimate sporting event? Well, speaking of bogus, can I just say that yes. our last two callers, what the heck is wrong with people right now? They're so low energy. Normally when Steve calls, he's got like uh, more energy. This was just like uh, I'm the one who should have uh, I should, I'm the one who should be low energy. I'm running on fumes here, but you don't see me bitching about it. Damn. You got to crank it up every single day. They need to like drink an energy drink or is it because it's Tuesday? Like people are well, still Well, they still re- have the Mondays. A lot of people still have the Mondays. Washington Redskins fans, they've had the, not Mondays, they've had like the last six years, which has been a shit show down there. Dean now pissed off. That's, a, that's why I can pick winners at a 70% clip. And you know what I always say to that, Dean? And you know I give you the props when it comes to being the dean of college football. 
But you know what else I have to say? You're a real crumb bum. Exactly. So and let's Tony, be honest, Robin. Uh-huh. You are failing us. Exactly right. <laughs> Tell me she's not going to be in heavy rotation on every soundboard and every radio station oh, in yes. America. Uh, you, you, I, I, I took 11 <laughs> clips from i got to give you a roaring round of applause for that. I said, Robin, what I need today for Mr. Monday Night to be ripped mercilessly for coming up with that horrific pick. Colin Thompson told me, you're stupid. He didn't really say that because he's no, too he nice of a guy. He, 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 when you said that you were picking I know. the Eagles outright, he kind of went, he, he looked at you and said, what? No, not, excuse me. When you said. I'm taking and, Washington. And you were taking mm. Washington. Yes. I said Eagles. When you were taking Washington, he looked at you and said, what? what? Like, did a double Well, tip. you know, and I call him a Bears apologist because he played for the Bears. He was on their roster last year. So he knows all these guys. It's not personal with me. I love Trey Burton. He threw the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl when he was here in the Philly special. I don't hate individual players. I don't hate the Bears. And I certainly don't root for the Washington Redskins. So I tried to make an honest pick. And it sucked. Yeah, you know what it does? It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks yes. to be out here with this out-of-control shit. Exactly. Dean said Washington should have covered. Well, they should have because they, they, they pick six, he throws right away. And now uh, you, you're going to watch. Washington's got to make the change at quarterback. Because I said last night, Mitch Trubisky has to show me something. And he did. <clears throat> he got a 7 nothing lead because of a pick six. And then he throws three touchdown passes in the second quarter to the same guy, Taylor Gabriel, who nobody, I mean nobody had on their fantasy teams. I'll, I'll wait for Luigi now to call him. I had Taylor Gabriel on my fantasy team. I knew Mitch Trubisky was going to throw three touchdown passes in the second quarter of that game when he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since last year. But I knew in the second quarter he was going to crank that bitch up. Ridiculous. You call me high. How am I high? Not Peter no, Gabriel. No, Big Sexy 69 said that last night he called you high when you, took your, when you gave your pick out. I wasn't high. You don't have to be high. I'm high well, on you life. You were way off. It wasn't way off. They almost I even, covered. I even asked you afterwards. I said, what, what made you think to go in What this was the direction? final score? The final score was 31 to 15, right, Robin? How many points is that? That's 16 points? Uh-huh. No, it's, uh, yeah, 16 points. They get a damn touchdown instead of settling for field goals. That would have been no, but 15, you, plus, 15 plus 7. Is, they went for 2 at one but point. But you picked them outright. No, I took them with the points. I said I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game outright. All you got to do, I didn't say, I said, I'm not betting the money line. You better learn how to listen, Robin, and get your facts straight. Get your damn facts straight on the show. Do not lie or give me bad stuff. I said I would not bet, because Aton Shander asked me if I would take him on the money line. I said, no, don't take him on the money line. I said, all I want him to do is cover the six, six and a half, whatever it was, five. I, I was up to six and a half at one point. Exactly right. I, I didn't scream out like right Mike, Mikey Messinelli does. I didn't scream it. So come on, man. Come on. Another time. So what's 15 and seven, Robin? 22. 32 minus, 31 minus 22 is what? 10. That's 10 points right there. Then you add a field goal. 
It's seven. They needed two scores. They sucked. (laughs) I'm not trying to make excuses. They sucked last night. All right? They absolutely sucked. And for those people who say, We will never forgive you. You're lying because you're going to come right back on Thursday night. I'm going to suck you back in with Mr. Thursday night who's undefeated. Tony 0206. Did he say 3122 or 3222? No, 31. Oh, that's nine. Sorry. 22. And I asked you for how many points I know, but is I that, heard, Robin? I see. That's the problem. Is that Remember, I'm the Bears scored 31 but points, I, so that I, doesn't change. In I the, know. In the, in the, I just heard 32. 31 to 15 was the final score. So if you add, no, no, that would be nine. A touchdown, which is seven points, or eight. 31 22 or 31 23. How many points is that, Robin? 31-23 is eight. Correct. Then a field goal, and you cover the number. Okay. That's, that's how it works. That's how all of this works. This is the first time I got a math question correct in 20 years. Don't feel bad, Miss Robin. No, Robin's math is worse than mine. She claims to be good at math. <laughs> I admittedly suck at math. And then Robin, every time I give her a simple, simple math question... She screws it up. I need to do what they do in the spelling bees because oftentimes I will hear something and I picture something else. So I need to like, I have to write it in my palm or something. Because when you said, you said 3122, I heard 3222. Robin, you heard wrong. I did. I heard wrong. The price is wrong, bitch. I oftentimes hear something different than what you're saying, Tony. But meanwhile, here's the other thing. The Chicago Bears, I knew their defense was good. Yeah, their the callers did, they, they, the the, did stink today. I'm just ripping them. The callers and the math suck today? Yes, both. Exactly. They were just very low energy, and uh, math was wrong. But I'll give you credit. At least you didn't have to uh, go through the get-it-close-enough stage called common core math, where if you're close enough to the answer, That's you pass. Math. Back when we did math, I did math a long time ago, it was pretty simple. You just, what you do, you get the answer right or wrong. There's no close enough there, Jimmy. Close enough. Now, before we go. For Tony, government work. We, have, we do have a Florida update. We also have a cow update. Yeah, we got to go to the cows. Which is not from Florida. No, it's not a Florida story. But it's a great story. It could be a scam. I'll leave that up to the media. To figure out. Is this a standalone story, Tony? I don't know. I didn't watch the video. It's from CNN, so it may not be act. No, it is. I believe it really happened. I believe the story's legit, whether or not the actual situation that leads up to the conclusion of the story is legit. You'll have to wait for Jake Tapper, or maybe they'll discuss it in the, in the situation room with Wolf Blitzer tonight. But let's go to our how now, brown cow... The cows didn't come home. You know, we always say, they're going to be out there till the cows come home. I don't know where that ever started, but the cows not only didn't go home one night, two they nights ago. They stayed out late. In Wisconsin. They went out for a nightcap, and they were roaming. Let's go to your cow desk and your correspondent, a woman who loves chocolate milkshake, and she says, when you see a brown cow, that means they produce chocolate milk. Your correspondent. <laughs> Miss Robin, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to our update desk. Let's go to New New Glarus 
Wisconsin. New Glarus, Wisconsin? At, yes. And I'm going to see you. I'm going to run the tape first. Because I don't know if this is a standalone story or not, and we should, we should run this tape. Run the tape. It's about cows in Wisconsin, where there's lots of cows and lots of cheese. Oh, there, I don't even know if there's, there's audio. No, it's a story that you have to read, Robin. Okay. The New Glarus Brewing Company, Let's which Let's get makes... back to the update. Right? Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to back it up now. New Glarus Brewing Company, which makes spotted cow New, beer. Wait a minute. New Glarus Brewing, oh, can, Brewing Company. You cannot stop me because there's video and then I have to read what's going on underneath it. If you stop me, then the video continues. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure out. you said Brewing Company. So you got to let me do it, Mr. Bruno. All right, let's start this thing from the top. Good God. All right, are we ready? <laughs> yes. Hold on. There's no, there's no, uh, ah, New Glarus Brewing Company, which makes spotted cow beer, got a late night visit from so a new group Brewers of spotted cows. So New Brewing Company makes spotting beer. 16 dairy cows walked into the parking lot of the brewery. Ah, oh, shit, it's too fast. Spotted cow is a farmhouse ale that can only be purchased in the state of Wisconsin. So there you see the cows. Security footage caught the cows at 1.45 a.m. on Monday morning in New Glarus, Wisconsin. The security officer and police kept the cows corralled in the parking lot with their cars. So there's video yes. that shows that these cows, this is, not, this is not photoshopped. The cows came out, walked up a hill to get to the brewery from their farm, which was down a hill, and cows don't go up the hill. The only person that goes up a hill to catch a pail of water is Jack and, and Jill. Jill. Jill goes up the hill to fetch the pail of and water. And came tumbling after. Right. The cows go up the hill to get themselves a brewski. I'm so putting the cows and Jack in the same the thing. Here's the thing, though. I am saying I'm calling I smell uh, something rotten here because... Do you see it? There's they, video. The cow, how did the cows get up to the brewery in I'm, the middle of the night, They would Robin? have had to have been let out. And I am saying that because <laughs> this brewery just happens to have a brew called Spotted Cows and then Spotted Cows just happens to show up in the middle of the night. Brilliant like marketing the, or scam? Brilliant, brilliant marketing. Well, again, this story is being posted by CNN, so you uh, believe it or not. Not on the Ripley's Believe It or Not. I believe the story. There's video of the cows in the parking lot of the Spotted Cow Brewery in suburban Wisconsin. See now, and here the the owner of the brewery yes. says that... Um, Spotted cows come to the home of Spotted Cow when the security guard called. Did we not see video of the when cows? When the security guard called, I thought it was a joke. Said the brewery's <laughs> chief operating officer. Come on, you know. Then they, they showed. Did, they showed the. You they know, showed the security camera outside. They paid some local farmer to bring it, allow his cows to. Are you be saying a, this is fake news? I am. I am saying that I smell. I smell a PR move if I've ever seen one. This is not, they're not trying to become national. They're a good local brewery in the Wisconsin area. And this is good. This is And our friends out there getting, say they've had spotted cow beer and it's good. And I'm just saying that It's got a nice creamy. It's sort of like Guinness. It's got a nice creamy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a beer shake. It's got a good head. And you ever go into a cow pasture, you get some good head in there. At least that's what I heard from somebody else, Rob. There's a guy picking his nose now at the uh, Nationals game where they stink in Chicago bear shirt on. What the hell? Where is he coming from? 
dude at the Phillies Nationals game on his phone, picking his nose, wearing a Chicago Bears jersey. You want to talk about confused suckers. What fraternity, Robin, did the cows come from? Um, I think the heifers came from a sorority, though. They were down the road. Oh, oh. Tony, 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 Tony. Yes, I smell some cow dung. <laughs> this, was a, this was a total PR move. A brilliant one, mind you, but it was a, it was a PR move. How did the move. guy know that has the brewery that there were spotted cows nearby, and how did he get them up to the brewery at 1.45 a.m., Robin? How did he do that? Easily. Somebody, somebody opened up a gate, and it was probably just down the street. Like they said, it probably really was there. And he paid the farmer, say, hey, I'll pay you a couple hundred dollars if you allow your cows to mosey on up to us. We'll catch it on camera, and then they'll mosey on back down. Boom. Jesus. It's brilliant. Is this fake moose? <laughs> is it, is it, <laughs> We're milking this story for all we can get out of it, Robin. Well, you know what else we're going to milk? Well, no, wait a minute. I got to play my face. I got to play it. I didn't play. Uh, I didn't play the great story, right song for this, Robin. One of my favorite songs. There's too. a there's a song that goes with cows. Yes. The great Steely Dan. Come on, Robin. On the corner in a brewery. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with cows. Yes, it does. In the corner by the brewery, I saw you in Rudy's. You were very high. You were high. It was a crying disgrace. Robin. Was the end of our novels and your remedies? Played this damn song. It was a brewery and a cow. This is Yacht Rock Radio. It's a big song on there. Damn. You don't remember Rebel Big Man. Black Cow by Steely Dan? Listen. I don't know how you do it. There's a brewery and a cow in this song. Damn right, Robin. Everything comes together on this show. You notice? Rebel Man 9311. Yeah, yeah, I know. How does he do it? How does he do it, folks? It's the magic of the drumsticks. Well, you know what we need to do now? We need to go to Florida. Let's go to Florida right now. Because what we just had was fake muse. Wait, I have breaking news before we get to it. We already told you about Grinny's birthday today. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, we have another special birthday with a woman that we met not that long ago on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in the summer at the convent. Mama Nasta. That is correct. Ed Nasta's mom. The big 
84. 80. How many? 80 what? Four. 84 years young today. Give her the special birthday song. Do we have it in there, Robin? We do, we do. Give her a roaring round of applause, too. I hope she's listening because she'll really like this. (laughs) And it has no no swear words in it, so I won't feel bad. Hold on, where did it go? Here it is. (laughs) Happy birthday, Mrs. Nasta. Mama Nasta. Happy birthday, happy birthday. She's not a nasty girl, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. And, that's, that's, and I'm uh, sure uh, she's listening right uh, now. And I'm that's a, it's a play on a Janet Jackson song. <laughs> no, it was Peaches, I think, that did that song, didn't she? Nasty girl? Nasty girl, I think that no, was. No, that was Janet. No, it wasn't. I'm a nasty girl. No, yeah. Janet Jackson did not sing Nasty Girl. That was not her. Not Nasty Girl. Now you're going to make me angry, Robin. It's Vanity Six. Ah. I told you it wasn't her. It's Vanity Six, and I told you I met Vanity. Yes, you did. At a party. <laughs> 91 Sixer says, Tony will play five minutes of a song just to reference a word such as Fukushima. Yes. That, that's not true <laughs> at all. I don't know any song with Fukushima in it. <laughs> it is true. It's like I know a sports else. guy in LA whose name is Ted Fukushima. Nobody else would think of those, <laughs> have those lyrics just to be able to pull from their brain. Nobody. Yeah, there's some people out there. No. There's some people with that knowledge, Robin. You know what I'm saying? Nasta has said she is listening and is blushing now. Thank you. <laughs> We're not doing anything wrong. No. I just, it's a play on words. But I'm sure that I, I can almost guarantee you that Ed Nasta's mother has never had somebody reference that Vanity with, Six with her ever. No, but you get it. Her last name is Nasta. I, no, I get it. And I so I said she's not I a can, nasty girl. I can a Nasta I can, girl. I can guarantee that that is that is the first time she's because there's certain things that like if your last name is Maloney, like mine used to be my maiden name, I would always hear something Robin Maloney. It's full of baloney. I mean, you hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that she has never had nasty girl Nasta girl <laughs> referenced. Before. What about Rasta Guaranteed. Girl? I mean, Guaranteed. that's different, too. It's ridiculous. Uh, Miss Robin, doppelganger is... Oh, my doppelganger is Bridget Nielsen? You're doppelganger, Robin, I not know. doppelganger. Didn't I say doppelganger? No, it sounds like you're saying doppelganger. You doppelganger. Are not, you're not hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth, clearly. But you know what else you should hear that are that's coming out of my mouth is this Florida story. Let's go to the Florida update desk. I still haven't loaded my Florida update yet. <gasps> Tony. I mean, you know how much stuff I had to do this morning to get ready for the show? I've been up since 8 o'clock doing this stuff. Let me see. Do I have the Florida story or Florida music? I have to put it in there. Let me see if I have. You have a literal dumpster fire. Yes, we do. Down to Florida. Oh, there you go. It's a little staticky, but that's okay. I have my own Florida song. They're kicking back and soaking up, up the rain every day in Florida. Florida. Now let's go down to Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And Miss Robin down at the update desk now, with the breaking news. Well, it's not breaking. It's no, just this a, is not breaking news. We are going to go to Port St. Lucie. Oh, I've been Florida. to Port St. Lucie. Yes, it's a beautiful location. Now, normally we, we and especially lately, we've talked about how journalists do not cover the news correctly. 
that they embellish or leave out information mm-hmm. or make up it. stuff. I hate fake we news. hate it. We hate it. We hate it. Well, here I have an ins- uh, a, a a example of real honest to godness. Godness, honest to what? Honest to godness. See that you got the you got the, the church on your mind, and <laughs> you do. probably need to go to confession after the show, Robin. <laughs> honest you to need to atone real... for your sins and go to confession. Yes, I do. Real honest to goodness, real journalism, and because I think it's so fantastic, I need to read it to you verbatim. Is that right outside of Port St. Lucie, verbatim? Yes, verbatim, Florida. Let's go here, shall we? <laughs> yes. Now. The title of this particular story is called Off the Beat. Holy guacamole, woman woman jailed after avocado flap in Port St. Lucie. What? Yeah, kind of caught my eye because I do love avocados. We love guacamole. Yes. And I'm thinking what could... It's a superfood. Yeah, what could possibly... So here we go, Port St. Lucie. A flap, and I'm... Uh, this you means mean to flap like a fracas, a, a fracas, a, or a, a fight. an argument, a fight? Yes. Nobody says use the word a flap anymore. Yes, but this particular journalist is ob- either really old, which is a distinct possibility in Florida, or they're being creative and they were looking at the thesaurus to try to find different words. Flap. Right? A flap involving an avocado and a middle finger wound up sending a 56-year-old woman to the slammer. According slammer. To an arrest affidavit, and here is a nice photograph of a guac uh, of an avocado. That's just nice. in case, that looks real nice. Real yeah, right? just in case somebody did not know what an avocado looked like. Okay. The seventy-two-year-old woman, identified as the victim, told Port St. Lucie Police September thirteenth that she was watching television on the couch when her fifty-six-year-old roommate got upset because she allegedly ate. All the sliced up avocado in the refrigerator, which, as you very well know, if that were happening here, I would be upset as well. You really shouldn't put an avocado after you slice it back in the fridge. It comes brown. You got to have well, it right. Have or you got to gotta mash it up at least. You either have to mash it up or it's it's about... You uh, put what, lemon juice or lemon something juice, on it? Make sure that there's no oxygen because it's the oxygen that makes it turn brown. I don't watch the oxygen network anymore either. It was so, really bad. They go on to state the 72... We have all the facts correct so far. The 72-year-old woman said the 56-year-old woman yelled about the missing avocado before the 72-year-old woman showed her the middle finger. No! Yes. And then, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, the journalist makes sure that you know the following information. An avocado is a pear-shaped fruit with green skin and a large seed in the middle that grows on trees. Known as alligator pears, avocados are high in monounsaturated fat and feature prominently in guacamole. Are you serious, <laughs> yes, Robin? Yes. Wait a minute, I have a song for this too. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. Okay. Can it play underneath? No, listen right now. Bring it up. First thing in the morning when I wake up, boil up to the kitchen and I cut it up. Got the toast on deck, so I spread it up with the sunny side eggs and the skillet up. Now you know I had to go ahead and level up. Avocado so fresh, can't get enough. That's good. Now, displaying the middle finger typically is interpreted interpreted as a derogatory gesture, just in case you did not know this, Tony. It can be made with the right or left hand, and its use often escalates a situation. In contemporary parlance, the gesture is called the bird and is paired with the verbs flip, flick, shoot, or give. Now, this is a lot of information for such a small article, don't you think? 
Uh, yeah, Dean is checking. Can we get this cut this long story yes. short and get to the end? This is where we're getting to the end. The 72-year-old woman said that while she was on the couch, her roommate threw something at the wall behind her and also hit her in the face. Police found a green substance that looked to be avocado remains on the wall. Did cops show up at least? Was it on live PD? I need video of this stuff. Well, but then I love that the, they ended with this. The 56-year-old woman was eating burger meat and avocado from a plastic container when the police spoke with her. God, I could picture that place right now. <laughs> These two women live together. Are they related? Would you say they were, they were related again? Maybe it's mother and daughter. 72, 56, it could be. I don't know. They said they were roommates. That's the kind of stuff you see on Cops. Or now on live PD. Yes. And the police break in, and the woman's flipping a bird, and the other woman's making avocado and eating a rotten, nasty brown avocado slice out of a, a container that smells like but onions. But wait a minute, wait a minute. And, oh, if man. she ate all the avocado that was in the refrigerator, which is why she gave the 72-year-old <laughs> woman a bird, how could she be eating avocado when the police showed up? Again, there's something not right in this story, Tony Bruno. Wet Rebel Man 93.11 sounds like Senior Smackdown Day in Port St. Louis, baby. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. And it was, yes, and it indeed. was a really slow <laughs> news day, but I love, I love those little injections of what, uh, what the middle finger and avocado is. It's good. Yes. You heard what the one woman finally said to the other woman. When she took what the avocado. They, what, what did she say? How dare you? Exactly. <laughs> wow. She sounds great for her age. We will never forgive you. Exactly. Now, can you believe that the woman was arrested? The older woman or the younger woman? Oh, I forgot. The 56-year-old woman. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who was arrested? The older chick or the younger one? Now, apparently, the 56-year-old woman then hit the 72-year-old woman. So, now... Even though the 56-year-old woman was the one that gave the finger, she also supposedly hit the older woman, and the 56-year-old woman was arrested on charge of battery on a person 65 years of age or older. Oh, I guess that so is, if somebody hits me now, I guess I can get battery charges wow, or throw I, a battery at him like they did at Santa Claus, supposedly? So if I hit you, that means it's, like, worse? <sighs> Dean says, I'll never have that problem. I've never had an avocado in my life, and I have to give Dean. I hate to do it to him. He lives in Florida where people have avocado trees, and they are really good for you. It's yes, good yes. fat. It's it the good healthy, fat. healthy, healthy fat. Let me give him one of these. I can't believe he's never had it. You've never even had guacamole, Dean? Seriously? What's wrong with that man? What's wrong with you? He's from Boston. That's what's wrong with him. It's probably because it's green, and he doesn't do green. Green is good, and so is greed. He, never. <laughs> There's something wrong with you, Dean. It doesn't taste like vegetables, by the way, and it's not a vegetable. It's a fruit. By the way, did you know there's an avocado toast song, too? I did not know that. Bring it up, Robin. How about I found the avocado song for you? That was you? pretty good. Spend 20 bucks just to have a good time. I don't want to fake it no more. I'd rather be in sweats on my living room floor Take my makeup off, hang up my dress And kick off my heels and turn on Netflix I don't care, call me Fox and Reckless No, I don't care You can keep your high-rise high life I'd rather have the coconut lime life I'd rather have the sink in my mind right Give me a tan and a good vibe It's my life, which is fine Eating avocado toast on the West Coast 
Well, Tony. It's got a good beat. It's really got a good, uh, it's got a good core. Because, you know, you take that avocado seed, and I've grown them before, and then you just make a little piercing in the bottom, like a little X in the bottom, and then you put toothpicks around them Correct. and then put them in a jar. You will grow your, grow your own avocado, avocado uh, plant. Say that again? Never mind. What was that again? You talk about a, a perfect way to end the show, Robin. Was that Don Brown's walk-up song in the minor leagues? Avocado toast. I do love me some avocado toast. We have an avocado. That's what I'm going to have after the show. Robin, can you whip up some avocado toast this afternoon? Yes, I can. I want to feel really, really, really white for a change. In the meantime, this will be on the playlist, yes. All the songs that we play on the show, you can see them later, right, on the... Uh, Absolutely. On our play, our Spotify playlist, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. Get everything on the show. You know what I'm saying? We'll see you back here tomorrow. Big What Up Wednesday show. Don't forget, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Don't flip off your 72-year-old friend at God Bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth, ladies and gentlemen. See you tomorrow. This life has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy. Maybe in our world here to live a happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.